Blog Talk Radio. Let's see what we got here. 
Um, you know, this this political game that's that's being played, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Now, Hillary Clinton ran against Donald Trump, and it, it's it's the same as um, uh, uh, Mick Romney. You know what I mean? If somebody has said horrible things about me, especially and told me they're gonna put me in jail, why would I want to show up to to see them get? sworn in as the president of the United States. Oh, I forgot. In fact, today, Congress should be confirming or affirming that Donald Trump has enough um, votes to be the president of the United States, which is the final step before the inauguration. Uh, so they should have taken that vote now. And of course, the Vice President Joe Biden be presiding over that, that count. So after the day, it will be completely completely official. Donald J. Trump will be next, the 45th president of the United States. So, crookedness. All right, now, back to what I was saying. But how, how do you sit there with a straight face and actually say, yeah, I'm going to be at your inauguration? I don't see how, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't do it. I'm couldn't, I couldn't do it. But this goes back to what I was saying earlier, um, once once he decided that he wasn't going to prosecute Hillary Clinton, um, they're friends. They are friends. And he realizes that he's going to need her later on. She also knows that she still has an ally in Donald Trump. So believe you me, it, it, all that negative, negativity they were pushing toward each other was nothing but a game. That's all it was, a game. And the more I say it, <laughs> the more it comes true. You know, hey, they play, they play, they play the game. They play it the way they they know it's to be played. And of course, the American public they fall for it every time, every time. So, don't think that uh, this would be the last time you see Hillary and Bill um, hanging out with the Donald. All right. <laughs> oh man, I'm just saying that don't think it's gonna be the only time. Um, moving right on, speaking of Donald Trump and his inauguration, you know, he's having a hard time finding individuals to um play at his inauguration or sing at his inauguration because most people are like, Nope, I'm not doing it. Well, he's found one young lady named Rebecca Ferguson and uh she was a winner of America's Got Talent. She was a finalist or something on there. Well, she says, yes, yes, I will agree to perform at Donald Trump's inauguration. But she has one condition, just one condition. She wants to sing the Billie Holiday song, Strange Fruit. <laughs> now, I know some of y'all probably don't know what that song is. And I did start to play that today, but I said, no, nah, I wasn't going to do that. <clears throat> But Strange Fruit was a song recorded by Billie Holiday back in 1939, okay? And it was referring to lynching in the South and how when she used to go on, um, they used to drive through certain cities and towns, they would see blacks hung out of trees, thus the Strange Fruit. It's interesting, though, that the song was actually written by a white Jewish man. Imagine that. <laughs> You know, and um, 
His name was Abel Mirapool, M-E-E-R-O-P-O-L. But if you never heard of it, I was I would say look up the song. Um because it's it's a very interesting song. As I say, it was done by Billy Holiday in 1939, and the name of the song is Strange Fruit. And here's a, a verse from that song. Seven trees bear strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Ain't that something? That verse alone is just a, just... Mind blowing, <laughs> really mind blowing. But yeah, that's that's what um, Rebecca Ferguson wants to sing at Donald Trump's inauguration. Um, as I say, she was season season seven's runner up on the British X Factor in 2010. Um, she's a mixed race lady with a Jamaican father, and it, it's just interesting. And here's the statement that she put out on Twitter. I've been asked. And this is my answer. If you allow me to sing Strange Fruit, a song that has huge historical importance, a song that was blacklisted in the United States for being too controversial, a song that speaks to all the disregarded and downtrodden black people in the United States, a song that is a reminder of how love is the only thing that will conquer all the hatred in the world. Then I will graciously accept your invitation and see you in Washington. Best Rebecca X. Now, that was her response. At this time, we still don't know whether um, they have accepted her request and she's actually going to sing at the inauguration. But wouldn't that be something she could up there and sing Strange Fruit? Can you imagine the outcry or, 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 the, or the, the, the surprise look on their faces? <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's that's what's going on with that. Um, I'm still trying to see, you know, what's what whether she's going to be there. But from today is what two to two weeks. So we'll find out within two weeks if she's going to actually sing. But so far, the rocket, the Radio City Rockets, Morvin Tabernacle Choir, and Jackie Evancho from America's Got Talent are the only ones slated to perform right now at his inauguration. And actually, one of the choir members from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir quit the choir. She quit the choir to protest having to sing. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Miss Ferguson says she wants to sing Strange Fruit. I don't know, y'all. I don't think, I don't think they're ready for that song. <laughs> I really don't think they're ready for that song right there. But then again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, let's see. The FBI, the FBI directors suggest you cover up your um your webcam on your laptops and your desktop computers. Um, he says it's just a common sense step that you should do. You know, being that anybody can access your your cameras and things of that nature, he said he's he's he covers his up all the time. So, just a word to the wise: want to be careful, tape up your your webcams. You know, some of y'all y'all live on the webcams, so maybe y'all don't want to <laughs> y'all don't want to cover them up. Um, next, what we got next here? Ted Cruz, y'all y'all remember Ted Cruz? Yeah. 
Well, he's back in the in the news. Uh, what Ted Cruz has done, um, him and Ron DeSantis, they have proposed an amendment to the Constitution. Get out of here. No, they didn't. To put a cap on terms that members of Congress may serve. Yeah. <laughs> and supposedly, um, they want 12 years for U.S. Senators, um, senators two six-year terms, and what, three, six, three two-year terms for the House of Representatives, which comes to six years. And um, according to a recent Rasmussen survey that was conducted in October, 74% of Americans favor term limits for um, a, a congressman. I think, uh, I would think it would be more than just 74%, but uh, maybe maybe that's the only amount of people who ask for it. But yeah, I, I, I've i been saying that for a long time. Yes, we do need to put some term limits on these cats and get some of that old guard out of there that's been there for 30, 40, 50 years. You know, and you're wondering why you're not having any type of change or what have you. That's why, because you got them old, old, heads up in there and nothing's gonna change they got all the juice they have all the power all the money and they run all the major committees so you may go in there with fresh ideas but if you got to go and go head to head with with an old crony you're gonna lose you're gonna lose so um that that's that's interesting we'll see how far that goes they want to do an amendment to the constitution you know that's a battle in itself all these constitutionalists out there think it's a perfect document I doubt that seriously. But anyway, moving right along. Earlier this week, man, the House of Representatives, I tell these cats, man, (laughs) they wanted to gut their ethics office. Ain't that something? The one people that can keep them somewhat under control, they wanted to try and take some power away from that office. And uh, that's one thing Donald Trump, he said something, and the American public got wind of it and raised all kind of heck. And so the next day, they backed off of it. About time, you know, about time. Somebody stood up. Um, the the House Republicans met behind closed doors and moved to rein in the office approved by Congress in 2008 as an independent arm to investigate lawmakers after scandals, three lawmakers, and a high-flying lobbyist, Jack Abramoff, to prison. So, see, you know, this place was messing with their money. Um, <laughs> and they did this Monday night, man. They, they they tried to sneak it in. They they really did. And that's why you have to pay attention, uh, be on top of, of what these cats are doing, man, because they meet at midnight, late at night. And what they do, they tr- they pass laws and, and, and amendments and things that you you'd never know about. Now, don't think they, they're not going to try and roll it up and um, – do it again. They're just going to be a little smarter this time, attach it to another bill. Um, it's interesting because Democrats have said if they tried, though, um, especially attach it to the budget, um, that's, they're going to have to fight about here in a couple of months. Um, they may shut down the government. So there go that word again, y'all, shutting down the government. They're good at that, but they still get paid while no one else does. Isn't that something? But anyway, um, <laughs> Um, the plan to rein in the independent ethics body known as OCE was approved by House Republicans on Monday night and had been 
slated to go to the full House on Tuesday afternoon. The overhaul crafted by House Judiciary Chairman Representative Bob Goodlake, a Republican out of Virginia, would have subjected the watchdog to oversight by the lawmaker-controlled House Ethics Committee and bar OCE from investigating anonymous complaints against House members. It also sought to bar the ethics agency from reviewing potential criminal acts by members of Congress and instead would have requested that it hand over those complaints to the House Ethics Committee or law enforcement. So, see, they was trying to watch they cover their butts on this one. They really were. Um, if anything happened that they may just be viewed as um, crooked or unethical, they were going to be able, they was trying to handle it in house so nobody would worry about it. Yeah, but they, hey, but they claiming they want to drain the swamp, right? That's what they keep saying. They want to drain the swamp. Huh. It looks like they the one wading in the swamp more than trying to get out of it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, let's see what else. See, I got a lot of stuff here, man, before I get to the main thing I want to talk about. Um, Senate, they voted today 51 to 48 to repeal Obamacare. Here we go again, y'all. Here we go. Or better known as the Affordable Care Act. Um, it's interesting. They want to repeal this thing. Of course, we know they spent the last eight years, well, at least last four, trying to, to, to get rid of this thing or bits and pieces. But in this whole time, they still haven't come up with anything to replace it. Now, you would think if you really, really wanted to get rid of something, you would have something to replace it, right? Am I right? But these yahoos, they still haven't found anything to replace it. And and then Paul Ryan had the nerve to say, well, we would have something within a year. What good is that within a year? I know some of you, you know, have this pros and cons to this thing about the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare. But think about those that were able to get um, health care under the Affordable Care Act, that if it's repealed, even bits and pieces of it, um, there may be some people walking around once again without health care that has helped. I'm just saying. What's good, Shadow Warrior? Welcome to the show. Um, guess eight two four. Um, so it's be interesting how this thing gonna work out. The Senate, I mean, they didn't vote fifty one to forty eight. That's all they needed. Um, so let's see what the House is probably gonna do the same thing. But um, I think if you're gonna get rid of something, have an answer to it. You know, what I mean? don't just get rid of it just to say you get rid of it because you don't agree with it. Have something to replace it. But yet, no one has done that. So we'll see. Um, also, remember, uh, it was earlier last year when we told you about the law in Oklahoma where they said the um, officers were allowed to um, seize your property even at a traffic stop if um, they thought you had any money or anything like that that was gained illegally. Well, <laughs> Governor Kasich on Wednesday signed a bill reigning in law enforcement power um, to permanently seize property from people who have not been convicted of a crime and in many cases have not even been charged with one. See, and that was the that is what has um, 
uh, been the problem with that that law right there because they take and they take people property, money, um, vehicles, homes, what have you, and these folks sit in jail but are never charged. But law enforcement take their property and are not required to give it back. If they you want your stuff back, you have to go to court or, and fight them for it and prove to them that it wasn't <laughs> gained illegally. And something was wrong with that, even in the traffic stop. Um, the practice known as civil asset forfeiture, um, police say they use the tool to target financial proceeds of criminal enterprises as it, as it allows officers uh, to confiscate cash and property from individuals whom they suspect of being involved in illegal activity. Even when officers abuse and has given rise to a system of policing for profit that lets departments pad their budgets with assets seized from innocent civilians. Now, you know, before I became this great host on this show right here, <laughs> and before I became a, a veteran, I used to work for uh, a city agency and you know, we used to go out and, and, and pull cars and things of that nature. And he used to actually have auctions where they auction off these people's property. You know, money, they take the money and put it in their little coffers and they use that for, you know, to buy other drugs or to set people up. But there's no legal, there was no legal uh, reason for it besides they thought. See, they thought. Or they suspected, but they they didn't have to have any concrete proof for it. So, Governor Casey, I think he he says, okay, enough of this. Um, House Bill three four seven creates a two tier system for forfeitures. Cash or property valued at under fifteen thousand will require a criminal conviction prior. I think that's the key word prior to forfeiture. Okay. Anything above 15000 will remain in the civil system, though the bill rise, raises the burden of proof for forfeiture, meaning authorities will first have to show clear and convincing evidence that property is linked to criminal activity. Although this is a loyal burden of proof in the beyond a reasonable doubt standard required for a criminal conviction, it is high is the highest standard in the civil system. And I think that is outstanding that they must have clear and convincing evidence. Because before they didn't have to have that. You know, they just drive up and say that you give them permission to check your car, which I don't see why you would. And you just happen to have some traveling money there with you. And if they feel like um, you gain that from um, drugs or what have you or illegal gambling, they can confiscate that money. They don't have to charge you or tell you what. Just confiscate it. And, yeah, that that was just no. No, so I'm glad at least somebody is 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 uh, fighting this because as I say in Oklahoma, this is the that is the law in Oklahoma. They don't have to have a, a concrete reason; they can just take it. So at least Ohio <laughs> uh, is doing something to uh, to, to uh, combat um, disloyal law enforcement agencies. Okay. Okay, that was the little nuggets I had for you. And um, 
hope you took some notes. So when I open the phone lines, you can talk to me about that if you want to. Or this other little piece, the, the, the main thing I want to talk about here. Um, but before I do, you know, I got to give you some music. Got to give you some music. Yeah, since I ain't give, give you a quote of the day, I got to I have to give you some music. And this is, um, like I said, this music originated down in the D.C., Baltimore area, uh, Virginia. And it's, preferred, it's, it's called go-go music. But um, I just call it jamming. <laughs> That's what I call it. Uh, but I'll let you decide for yourself. All right. So without further ado, man, here's your song of the day. The group name is Trouble Funk, and the name of the song is Drop the Bomb. See y'all in this short bit, if I can get it to start. Oh, here we go. Drop the ball, y'all. Drop the ball. 
over here. All right, that was Trouble Funk, man. That was up the bomb. Some of that go-go on a Friday afternoon. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> Make you just bob your head just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yes, sir, buddy. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Mr. Talking. You listen to the Blog Talk Radio. Let's talk. Hey, check this out, y'all. Uh, you want to be a part of the show? Huh? You want to talk to me about something? Well, that's easy. That's all you got to do. Just call me, y'all. Get on the phone and call me, 347-838-8622. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Just pick up that phone. Yeah, 347-838-8622. Or you can always log into our chat room, which is open. Uh, Yes, at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Yeah, you can do it that way also. Or you can shoot me an email. 
That's right, at Eric Let's L-E-T-S talk at gmail.com. Now you can shoot me an email before the show, during the show, after the show. Hey, yeah, I answer you. <laughs> I will answer you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, to the best of my ability anyway. But anyway. And that was some good stuff, man, I tell you. Nothing like some good music to, to clear your head, you know what I mean? I was going to do some Grover Washington Jr., but, you know, I, I it wasn't hype enough for me. <laughs> it wasn't hype enough for me, so I had to go on and do that little, little something, something right there. All right, so I told y'all at the beginning of the show, there was something I wanted to talk about that um, really caught my attention and made me change um, – this conversation point where I wanted to go with the show today. And, uh, and it's because uh, I, I, I saw a conversation online on Facebook that really tweaked my, my attention. You know what I mean? Because you have two examples. Okay. Two examples. Uh, basically of the same thing but viewed differently. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to read, um, I'm going to tell you the two things, then I'm going to read this conversation that was had on Facebook. Uh, And I I, I really want you to comment on this because I think this is a microcosm of what is wrong with us, period. Not just the black community, not the European community, not, you know, just human beings this country period and this has it it this has been uh how can i say it? taught uh created uh, man I, I just can't think of the words i want to use right now but um uh, this is we're going to go with this right now okay here's the first one okay um, Idaho teen football player walks free after sodomizing black disabled teenager with wire hanger. Okay. Um, <laughs> the white ringleader of a horrific sexual assault of a mentally disabled black teen will avoid jail time and escape clarification as a sex offender after pleading guilty to a lesser charge. Um, he pleaded guilty Friday to one felony count of injury to a child at the leading two football teammates to help him carry out a violent sexual attack on a black teammate with mental disabilities. So I hope y'all taking notes now because I don't want y'all to get these two mixed up. Um, this attack occurred on October 23rd, 2015, uh, when Howard and Tanner Ward, along with a third juvenile student, pretended to offer the victim a hug, then held him down and sodomized him with a wire with a coat hanger. A third attacker then kicked the coat hanger several times, forcing it further into the victim's body and causing rectal injuries that required treatment at the hospital. The assault followed several months of race-related discrimination levied against the victim, who was adopted by Dietrich's by a Dietrich Idaho family when he was a child. The 18-year-old victim was reportedly called Kool-Aid, Chicken Eater, and the N-word by his teammates. The ringleader also posted a Confederate flag on the plaintiff's computer and demanded 
he learned and recite a racist song titled Moon Man Notorious. Howard will avoid jail time for his offense and will likely be able to have his conviction dismissed pending a successful completion of probation. Uh, It was recommended that the rapist complete 300 hours of community service for his crime. As a condition of the plea, Howard is also able to maintain his innocence despite the evidence against him. Of course, the the victim um, still has a $10 million lawsuit against the um, pending against the school district. Um, And the prosecution said Mr. Howard is a relative of prominent individuals in the community, and at least in part due to his athletic ability and community connections, the defendants ignored or were deliberately indifferent to the behavior of Mr. Howard, which included aggression, taunting, and bullying of the plaintiffs and other students in the district. With deliberate indifference, the defendants did nothing to curb the vicious acts of Mr. Howard, who brought with him from Texas a culture of racial hatred towards the plaintiffs. All right, so that's one. That's one. (laughs) I know some of y'all know where I'm going with this, right? Okay, here's a second one. And this is the one that just recently happened. Arrest of young black suspects in brutal Chicago attack sparks hate crime debate. Three black teens and one 24-year-old were charged with hate crimes Thursday in relation to the brutal brutal attack of a white man with special needs. Um, Let's see. Names of the rest had sparked a fierce debate on social media over whether the assault, uh, which was broadcast on Facebook Live, should be called a hate crime. The man was an 18-year-old from suburban Chicago who suffers from mental health challenges and was reported missing by his parents on Monday. His assailants reportedly shouted racially charged taunts during the assault, including F. Donald Trump, F. white people, while they held their young man, they, they held their young man captive in an apartment and physically abused him. Um, Chicago police stopped short of describing the incident as a hate crime. <laughs> oh, it gets better, y'all. It gets better. Um, we do not believe the victim was targeted because his of his race or because of a political affiliation. Hmm. The young man's parents said they began receiving text messages from someone who claimed to be holding their son captive. The text led area officers to a Facebook video depicting the man being verbally and physically abused. Uh, Let's see. The 30 minute video appeared to show the victim tied up his mouth covered as he was is beaten and berated by a group of young African-American men and women as they yell profanities about white people and President-elect Donald Trump. One of the men is reportedly seen cutting a patch of the victim's hair, causing his head to bleed. Initial reports stated that all four of the suspects were both African-American and 18 years old. However, Cook County State Attorney Office later announced the felony criminal charges had been filed against 18-year-olds Jordan Hill, Brittany Covington, and Tess Faye Cooper, and 24-year-old Tanisha Covington. 
All four would face charges of aggravated battery, aggravated kidnapping, and aggravated unlawful restraint in addition to hate crime charges. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where else? I didn't do that, did I? I guess I did. Um, there's claims also begin to spread that Black Lives Matter was the blame for the horrendous incident. Prominent tweeters like all right author Mike Cernovich and conservative commentator Glenn Beck had already broadcast the rumor to their tens of thousands of followers. By Thursday morning, B- hashtag BLM kidnapping was trending on Twitter as the group's Chicago chapter attempted to maintain its innocence. <sighs> so, there you have two two incidents similar but yet reported differently. But did you see how 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 quickly uh, one became <laughs> more than the other? Um, but I want to know your thoughts on this. I, I really do. But before we go, I said I'm gonna read this conversation. Uh, from Facebook, and this between one, two, let's see, I think three different people, no, four different people, okay, I'm not going to call no, any names, I'm just going to read them, okay, here's the first one, I understand, but I don't like the feel sorry, S-H-I-T, when them white boys rape a special ed student, they put him on probation. Now you want me to feel sorry for this white boy that was at the wrong place, wrong time? No, I'll pass. That white privilege shit, no, I just said it, very much alive, so I love you, fam, but I can't agree. It's like people want to sweep shit under the rug when white people done did worse shit, so people want us to forget. Now, pay me reparations, then I'll forget. Okay, um, here's a response by another person. Racism will never die with a mindset like that. For real. I mean, we could easily ride and turn this into a huge race issue, but why? Regardless of color, race, religion, people are people. You're saying this is okay because he's white? F that. I hope you remember your child is half white and heaven forbid anything like this ever happened to him. Cap, you know better. Stop feeding the fire. Your child is watching. Okay, this is the same person speaking. You talk all this race shit, but you sure do love you some white girls, huh? Can't be a hypocrite or racist and have a biracial child, so stop that shit. Delete me, block me, IDC, and I don't care. The next response, his response was, cuz, I ain't racist. I just hate that victim shit who done victimize us as a people. Now, I suppose I'm supposed to care about Johnny Nall, but my son going to be straight. I just hate how the media tried to switch around. Now, I ain't going to let it ride. So block me or delete me. <laughs> IDC, which means I don't care. Uh <laughs> Here was the response to that. LMAO, you're the one that made this a race issue. The media puts it out that way as well. It's up to us people to choose to treat each other better and stop putting the blame on each other. Doesn't matter who you are, you don't treat another person this way. Response was, you're right. 
And this is the third person coming in. Until you change your mindset, you will be right where you are. Grow and know your feeding into what they want you to feed into. Uh, the fourth person is people are supposed to feel about race. Okay, it's funny that people of both races see each other as the enemy. Same individual. I also find it funny that people promote a culture of death and destruction for sex result. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Start with whites and how they choose to build this country's society. The violence didn't just spring out of nowhere. Back to third person. It took everyone buying into the idea. Society can change. We don't want it to. Same person. This was, this is we as a whole. And this is fourth person speaking. Please, Mr. K, please don't think I don't see your point fully, but we can't be surprised at the frequency of overt racially motivated violence by both blacks and whites. It all needs to stop. Okay, third person. We don't have to do what they tell us. We don't have to live stereotypes. And it's the fourth person again. This is true. But where do you begin that doesn't have all the layers of subjectivity? Now, these words. Uh, hold on. Got one more. And this was the third person. You can't. Experience dictates response. Okay, that was a conversation that was on my Facebook page now about um, these two incidents right here. And as you can see, it's, they're all over the place. You know, so what are y'all thoughts about this? I, I really, honestly, I think both both acts are deplorable, deplorable, uh, terrible, you know, raggedy, sad, pitiful, horrendous. Whatever great words you can think of, I, I think both of them are just horrible. However, once again, we see something that we often see. Uh, if you take a, 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 a look at that guy up in Dallas a couple of years ago that ran over them kids and ended up with probation because he pled that he was so rich he couldn't tell the difference between right and wrong. Now, this one cat in Idaho Apparently, he, he has his some prominent family members in the community, so he gets probation, right? Um, and then he gets to maintain his innocence. He doesn't have to register as a sex offender or anything like that. Hmm. Now, these four individuals in Chicago, I mean, you heard the, the charges against them. Um, I wonder, are, are they going to be able to... Uh, be offered a plea such as that. I doubt it seriously. And I'm saying this once again to say, you know, if things are going to get better, if things are going to be better, everybody must be held to the same standard. Um, but is that really possible? Is that really possible to where we all can be held to the same standard, treated the same way? And there was a, a, a statement made in, in that one where, um, let me see how I can find it again. Uh, <laughs> I think the last piece of it, in fact, that, that really stuck out to me because it, it, it said a lot. Um, 
Yeah, you can't. Experience dictates response. Now, and here's here's something that was very interesting also. How did it end up being a Black Lives Matter uh, event? Now, uh, every black person that does something wrong is a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. In the, um, the case with the Idaho kid, no one said that he was a part of the KKK, even though it, it, it says that he put Confederate flags on, on the guy's computer and made him sing songs. But yet no one jumped down and said it was KKK. He was a part of the KKK, did they? Did you read that? I didn't read it. Once again, we are pretty to the erroneous actions of individuals that this country just ain't, ain't right. <laughs> it just ain't right. Uh-oh, yeah, I'm going to talk like that right now. It just ain't right. It ain't. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What are your thoughts on that, huh? What are your thoughts on that? How could something similar be treated so differently? Is it is it the um what can I say? Is it the subconsciously thought process that all blacks are are are, are bad that uh we are able to create to, to to do such heinous acts with no thoughts of 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 kindness or what have you and that's the way it is but when you take individuals like the Idaho football player or the guy in Washington that raped a girl and, and the judge say he was too young to, to ruin his life, he can be rehabilitated. Once again, is that stereotypical that all whites can be rehabilitated or they didn't mean to do it? Is that is is that what we're where we at we are at now here in this country? Is that where we're at? Or and even even if we are Will it ever get better? Will it ever get better? And if so, how? How? You know, in the email, one cast said, um, well, you know, you married to a white woman. Your son is half black, half white. He said, well, my son is going to be straight. How is he going to be straight? How is that going to be straight? Because... Um, when you look at it in, in the long run, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> He's going to be looked at a black guy or a black girl. Didn't say what the race of the child was. Sad. It, it, it's, it's quite sad, isn't it? <laughs> I know it is. To me, it's sad. It's sad. It, it really is that you have two cases very similar but yet treated so differently hmm talk to me y'all talk to me talk to me because here we go all right lines are open three four seven eight three eight eight six two two let me get this first one in all right welcome to the show sister and how you doing today i'm doing good mr talking yourself 
I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Trying to stay warm. <laughs> oh, well, I just wanted to comment briefly on what you were speaking about just now. I noticed that, and what I did was I went out and I noticed that there was um, a slant on that article that it was Black Lives Matter only from mm-hmm. certain uh, certain publications. When I checked um, Breitbart, it, the article was there, but it wasn't presented that it was attached to Black Lives Matter. So mm-hmm. I think in some cases, you know, there's just a few um, people with that attitude that want to try to plaster everything that goes wrong on Black Lives Matter and also want to talk about it as though Black Lives Matter represents all black people, which we know it doesn't. So I True. think, you know, we probably should remember not to let them get too much under our skin because we're going to always have part of the KKK with us, right? <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sad but yeah. true. Sad but true. Sad yeah, so. but true. That's but is there I ever? Had. Oh, but go ahead. This is like I had you here. Might as well have the conversation. <laughs> but do you think okay. it would ever change? I mean, if you really look at it, you have these these two um um cases, and they're very similar, except for that the the roles are changed, and one is white kids, you know, doing this to a black guy. And the other ones is black guys doing it to a white guy. So well, just, why is it treated so differently? Well, you know why it's treated so differently, Mr. Talk, because some people in their heart feel like this is a white man's country, and no matter what, they're going to live and die by that idea. Uh, they're afraid of, of losing their power, and, uh, you know, there are so many different diverse ethnic groups migrating into the United States now with all the immigrants and that kind of thing, and they're just kind of, I think, scared. Uh, I think it'll change when we change. I I, I think that, you know, um, as we recognize and stop being um, so, what is the word, so impacted, you know, by the effort that's been made over decades and decades to suppress us and make us always, you know, reactive and feeling less than and that kind of thing, I think this change will come only when each one of us works on our own self to try to understand the world and what we need to do for ourselves individually, you know, to to act in the world and not worry about what other people have in their heart. If it's hate, now, I mean, I know if somebody's, you know, comes up to you and physically harm you, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, you know, I think it'll change when we change. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but, you know, I don't think laws or changing who's in the Congress or changing who's in the over office is not going to change it because, you know, you they can't legislate what's in somebody's heart. They can't. Hmm. So I think we hmm. have to we have to show uh, uh, ourselves to be capable, um, you know, people that can operate in the world like everybody else, regardless to the myths uh, and stereotypes that have been heaped on us. For centuries, we just have to throw that off because we know that's not who we really are, and we we just need to grow up, you know, to grow and move forward, irregardless to what they think. Hmm. Okay. All right. I I, I got you on that one. Uh, let's see. Hey, we got a couple of other people want to come in, so let's bring them in and see what they think about it, huh? What you think? Uh, they don't know. Get nowhere. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. We got triple one. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? You got a uh, one one one. <laughs> What's going on, Beasley? 
I'm good. How about how are everybody? Hey, Beasley. I, you know, I agree with what you said. Just a little, like one of the little quotes in there. If you focus it on yourself, man, these stories happen, and they barely get my attention. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I just learned more about the story from listening to you for about 10 minutes than I have because I haven't read anything. I haven't clicked on it. I haven't looked for it. Crazy shit happens. I'm focused on my own self. Mm. Um, okay. it's, it's horrible that these things happen. You know, why one particular obscure story, and I wouldn't call it obscure. It's not obscure anymore. But why one story, heinous things happen all over the world every single day. Mm-hmm. And how this one story gets all of this attention um, doesn't always click and make sense to me. Obviously, there's an agenda in the media um, to do certain things. I don't pay mm-hmm. attention to it that much, at least not at least not lately. Five people just got <laughs> murdered in the airport in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Right. I just saw that. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's not changing the course of my day. It's not changing the course of my day. Maybe I'm thoroughly desensitized to these type of things. And I think mm. so probably. And I have been for a long time. But I just mm. choose not to learn more about it. Be happy that it's not me or anybody that I care about that's a victim. Mm. Okay. That sounds kind of cold. Maybe it is kind of cold. It's a cold world, and you got to learn to adapt to it. Hmm. Okay. You know what? I, I, I can see that. But in that same same thought process, could that, say, be part of the problem that we're becoming more desensitized to it now to where it really doesn't matter? And we just shake our head and say, like, like you said, it didn't happen to me. It's going to happen. I think, I think, a, lot, I think a lot of people that try to maintain some type of grip on their sanity uh, do that. Because mm-hmm. I could dive okay. deep into this story and be very upset. Mm-hmm. May I comment, Mr. Talk? Yes. Uh, I can I can respect uh, Mr. Beasley's approach, you know, him being a businessman. He has to focus on his business and doing the things that he wants to accomplish, and I, I admire that. But um, a, as a, a mother and a grandmother and a great-grandmother, and I understand from a parent's perspective why, it you know, it's important to be aware of the environment one lives in because – People that have children that go to school and different things like that, they need to be aware of uh, how parents are being targeted with disinformation and uh, and how, you know, a lot, a lot of this stuff, I think, is, like Beasley said, is uh, agenda by the press to keep us scared to death all the time. And my interest in being aware is not to be feeding on fear porn or to spread it, but just to be aware that there is an agenda. And so we have to be selective. Like Beasley said, he just chooses not to focus on it that much, uh, and I think that's wisdom to a certain degree. Uh, but there's not everybody's in the same situation. So you know, if you've got children or people, uh, I, have, you know, I, have, then, I have those that I care about. And if you listen to part of what I said, you know, as it, it, long as my loved ones and people that I care about aren't harmed, it, it makes it easier not to be bothered. Not to be I upset, not to let it knock, it, knock me off my square. I, I, did I have listen. those feelings. 
I did listen and admired your your approach because I said I understand as a businessman you have your focus and you have your goals, and to achieve them you have to do that. So I admire and respect that. I was just trying to add a different perspective from a parent's right. perspective. That's all. Yeah, well, yeah, I care. There's people that I care about and I'm concerned about. You know, you mentioned something, and it, it's fascinating. You know, my, my my father watches the news. When I try to point out some of the inconsistencies that don't make sense, like, mm-hmm. for instance, when the Syrian people were, like, running away from Syria because it's so horrible, and, they, all had to, and they, had, they had them on CNN, and they just had to go cross a river, but the guy crossed the river and came out and lit a cigarette. I was like, <laughs> how did he do that? <laughs> he, was just up to his, he, he was just up to his neck in water. How did he come out there and just light a cigarette? And he seems fine. How come they look so clean? He has an answer mm. for it because he doesn't believe, like I know, that that, that this stuff is orchestrated and rehearsed mm. and, and, and has intentions of influencing people in policy. So even in that respect, um, it's hard to persuade people um, that, you know, the of other things that are going on. And even when you believe that these things are going on, you know these things are going on, there's different levels of the belief. Mm-hmm. I believe some things actually happen organically and happen to make the news. Some believe every single thing that happens is is the result of meddling. So you go figure. I don't know. Well, you know, I tried to tell my mother, she's 93 years old, because she was terrified. When they were showing those pictures of cutting uh, people's heads off, I said, Mom, you didn't see nobody get your head cut off. There wasn't no blood squirt nowhere. So, you know, a lot of this right. stuff, like you said, is, is uh, news, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, propaganda uh, and false flags and all that kind of thing. I personally don't feed off of local news or network news because it's all fear porn. But, you know, I get your point. In, in, in my view, I don't even try to, to um, convince anybody of anything. Just sharing the perspective is enough, I think, because people have to make up their own mind. And those, like you said, Beasley, who have chosen to believe in something, you're not going to change their mind anyway. <laughs> so, what, you know, you can point something out, but that's about as far as you're going to go. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just share information, awareness, and hopefully, you know, somebody might say, well, you, just like I took the time, when, like the article Mr. Talk was talking about, and I learned that because, believe me, I've been burnt a lot of times on satire uh, satire articles, and you think, oh, this is the actual event, and then when you go back and you look at it, it's like, wow, that was satire. So what I've learned to do is to go back and excuse me, I'm just almost finished, Beasley. I'm almost finished. The article that Mr. Talk was talking about, I saw that, and what I did immediately was go and check the sources. Then I could see clearly that those sources were reporting Black Lives Matter were few, and the majority of the uh, publications that that information was in was not saying anything about Black Lives Matter. So that that let me know right there. Okay, I'm done, Beasley. Okay. No, they have a lot of very good. They have a lot of very good satire sites that are very convincing. Oh, that they do. That they do. You are so great. <laughs> that they do. But I, I chose that one because uh, because it said 
you know, started wanted to put it on Black Lives Matter. You know, and uh, like I was saying right, lately, you know, anything go wrong in the community, that's the first thing, um, you know, the pundits want to say. It's a part of Black Lives Matter. And we all know, you know, there's different factions of the, even that group. So you don't know which one is really which one is not. But the bottom line is everything doesn't evolve around them. My my thing was bringing out because you see two similar crimes that are similar, but they're treated totally different. And, uh, That's you a know, good point, Mr. Talk. And I want you to know that I didn't bring up satire because of what the article that you chose. It was uh, you and I were having a discussion about that thing that went off in Boston. Remember, and mm-hmm. I had to call you back and tell you, oh, my God, that was satire. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah. I see your point, and it's a good point to bring out, to make people aware of that, you know, this thing is going on out here where there's certain groups that want to blame everything on Black Lives Matter when, you know, it's not necessarily the case. I think it's a good point that you're bringing out. It, it's called okay. institutional racism. Yeah. Mm. I think yeah. that's what it is. But it's hmm. by some, see, because as I said, when I checked, the majority of people were not reporting it that way. It was a small number right. of articles that were attached with Black Lives Matter. So it's not institutional racism across the board. It's just a few people that have access to put out their information that have that feeling and probably always will as long as they're on, on this planet. Uh, and they could change their mind, too. How do I know? <laughs> I still call it institutional racism because it comes from the media. And the media is a huge institution. If it were to happen in five classrooms, I would call it institutional racism. If it were to happen at, at, at three banks out of 300 banks, I would call it institutional racism. Mr. Talk, what, what source was the article that you were referring to out of? Was that <coughs> mainstream so-called news? Was that Fox uh, and all those kind of people? I didn't uh, see it no, no, no. This was at um, yeah. rawstory.com. Yeah, see, that's, you know, just some some individual or group that has access to put out a blog, you know, information. Right. That's not the news okay. or the media maybe institution. Not so inter- maybe not so much institutional racism. I, I was thinking in terms of this story, the, and I don't even know what happens. What happens? Some black kids snatched a white guy that supported Donald Trump? And then put him on Facebook Live and was kicking his ass and burning him with cigarettes or something. But you know, well, you could hardly see. You could hardly even see what yeah. they were claiming was happening. Yeah, but you know, um, also, apparently also, they, show you a picture, they show you a picture of a white dude taped up and then they tell you everything that happened to him. It was yeah, a very blurry image I saw. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, Mister. No, you, oh, you're okay. right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's how much I, attention I paid to. I'm like, damn, that's messed up. Hmm. Yeah, but apparently he was over. He kept his opinion to himself. His own fault. Well, I'm yeah, joking yeah. now. I'm yeah. but, 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 but you know, here's the thing about that. I, I'm gonna get to you in a minute, Sarge. Don't hang up. Um, oh no. The thing, about, oh, the thing no. about that was the thing about that was apparently he was friends with one of the guys. They picked him up. They took him somewhere. And uh, from what the article said, they they started play fighting. And from play fighting, he ended up tied up in the corner, you know, getting abused. Now, Allegedly. I don't that See, huh? we don't even know if it did happen. Cause it right, did. right. You, you know, that's what I said. Now, that, now, that's even, now, that's a scary story. Don't even <laughs> be friends with these black folks. They'll be your friend and turn on you. Hmm. And remember, and Mr. You Talk, up. 
It was just but a week or so prior to that when they publicized all the mall riots all over the country, painting right. black people to be like savages, you know. So that's the right. that's the image that they want to put out there that, you know, black people are just savages, you know. Well, that's what they do. They put mm-hmm. yellow armbands on the Jews before they supposedly, you know, dealt with them. So is that what's going on? I don't know. I'm just raising the question. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just raising the question. Is that what's going on? That's a good point. That is a very good point. You know, well, that, 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 come on and defend white supremacy. Come on, Sarge. We know you got it in you. <laughs> you know that. You know that 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 kind of you know lends to the to the narrative that maybe you know it. Now that you, uh, you know, I'm really thinking about it. Maybe that is a, a, a message that's trying to be put out there. You know, it, it really is. Why not keep everything stirred up? You finna get uh, somebody in in office that really. Nobody really trusts or anything like that. So why not keep stuff stirred up? That way they can work on stuff and we won't pay it attention because we worried about this other stuff going on out here. And they passing laws just like the one they tried to get through the other night. <laughs> you know, good thing somebody caught, caught, caught it. But What's that, you know, Mr. Talk? Which one? I don't know what you're talking about. About where they was trying to take some of the power from the ethics committee. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, in, in the Congressional Ethics Committee. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, you I was know, so the focused on the Minister of Truth <laughs> laws that I was—I can't get over that. The February, I mean, uh, <laughs> December twenty-third, the Ministry of Truth from liars, unknown liars, that passed the Ministry of Truth laws. How's that? <laughs> I can believe that. Boy, I can believe that. Oh, but let me bring Sarge in and see what what his his um take is on it. All right. Yeah, Welcome brother, to the you know, show. I ain't spoke to you since last year, man. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what is ultimately so satisfying? To hear my what? name mentioned and the collective groans that ensue. It lets me know you don't get black unless you over the target. And boy, I sure get it because I stay on target. And okay. I'm really gratified to hear it. But let, 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 let me say this uh, uh, to be clear. Now, I want to make sure... I understood this question you asked the previous caller before Beasley. And what was that question again? Because I'd like, I think I'd like to respond to it, but I'm not sure as to what I heard. Okay. I'm going to ask a couple of questions since then. Which one are you referring to? Well, I mean, you asked the caller just before Beasley. You asked her a question about why something was so. Uh, I, I think he was speaking of some sort of inconsistency with reporting or something like that that was disturbing yeah, you or said, you wanted an yeah, answer. I said, okay, I got you now. Uh, what I asked was, you have two cases that are similar, but they're treated differently. And Why? Which two cases were those? Okay. The one of the Idaho um, football player sodomizing a, a black football player, mentally challenged football player. And the four teams in Chicago that supposedly um, beat up and assaulted the mentally challenged white guy, white kid. Yeah, I, yeah, the one they're referring to is an 18-year-old white man. Now, if he was supposed to be a victim of some sort of white supremacist bully copper, we'd be calling him an 18-year-old child. You know, whether it was Mike Brown or 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. he'd be a child. About? But this mentally challenged white Man is a man. I, I find that rather curious too. But uh, okay, but let's forget that for now. Now, um, uh, uh, speaking of inconsistencies, uh, but let's go on with this with this deal about um, 
uh, these these four people. Now, I don't know if you've listened to the tape, but I listened to 40 minutes of that tape that was streamed. 40 minutes. So I, didn't, so I couldn't, no one could accuse me of having any misconceptions or not understanding what was going on. Now, I heard some of these people, and these, and these, and these people, particularly one of the women, or the other woman, other than one that was the main character in the streaming, and one of the men, I think it was Tenfenstray or whatever the, the hell his name, however you pronounce his name, Tenfenstray or whatever. Anyway, he was saying things that sound very much akin to what I've heard many people on these platforms on Blog Talk say, that white people come from the caves of the Caucasus, and that they are born with cancer, and uh, some other things that I've heard many uh, Neely Fuller, uh, Francis Cross Welsing types say. I thought that was rather curious, too, uh, along with the other nonsense they spouted. And I noticed particularly how utterly self-absorbed and utterly lacking in impulse control they seem to have. In addition to that, I noticed, and looking into the backgrounds of these four, being a police officer and an investigator, formerly, that all four of them have got criminal records. Now, fancy that. Now, most black people, despite what a lot of people may want to believe, Black and white, for that matter. Most black people, the overwhelming majority of black, do not have criminal records. But all four of these bastards got criminal records. Now, why is that? Oh, I suppose that doesn't matter. I suppose we shouldn't note anything by that, I suppose. But hmm. uh, I do. And I also note the fact that many of the things they said were, in fact, things, like I said, are things you hear commonly expressed on this, along with the F. Donald Trump statements and F white people and the other nonsense they spew. Now, I, I would submit to you that much of this is the culmination of unchallenged, and I say again, sir, unchallenged black supremacy nonsense that these kids have imbibed either through osmosis or been told directly. I have no doubt of it, sir. None whatsoever. That ain't defending white supremacy. That ain't got a damn thing to do with it. That's not opposing evil and racism. Well, that assumes if the if the actual thing happened and that that tape is not some kind uh, of a. I, I'm, I'm you know, some, I sure uh, Excuse me, I did interrupt you and I wasn't finished with my sentence and I don't intend to holler over you. I was not finished with my sentence, so you don't even know what I was getting ready to say. Uh, I know. We, I don't know. If it no, you don't, because you can't read my mind. Okay, Mr. Tall. Have a good show. Thanks for taking my call. Goodbye. Yeah, who knows if it's special effects or not? I mean, maybe you know, you know, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not Hey, Let's see what the reveals. Wait a minute. Hold All on. Right. I can solve this. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. I got it. Go ahead, sister, and go and make your point. I, I got him in the mute set right now. Oh, what I was just going to say, what I was trying to say was, if that videotape is used as absolute evidence of a crime, then I'm scared to death because, you know, with technology today, they just like we were speaking earlier about uh, the things we've seen on the mainstream news purporting to be cutting off people's heads. And uh, we've seen 
pictures on the mainstream news where they pretended that a whole group of people were gassed, and, and that turned out to be false, you know. So if that videotape, as far as he saw just concerned, is proof and evidence that these children, regardless of what he heard words on a videotape, was said, and then he's going to extrapolate from that because they all have records, like other people that commit crimes don't have records. It's just that they're not reported to have mm. records, you see, uh, mm. as often as they make sure if anything happens to black people, they'll tell you their whole history if they got anything dirt that they can throw out there on it. Again, right. are they trying to smear black people, uh, you know, like I said, previous to Sarge coming on? Is that what this is all about, to make us mm. all look like savages? Yes. So that's the point I was trying to make. That video doesn't prove a damn thing. If a person wasn't there and saw those people do that, and if that tape cannot be proved to be authentic, then you can speculate all you want to, Sarge. That doesn't prove that those children, regardless of whatever you heard them saying on that video, that doesn't mean. That's all circumstantial evidence at this point, in my view. I'm done. Yeah. And let's remember that the video was very blurry because you really couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Uh, now, now, Mr. Stark, now, you know, I was very careful when I chose my words. Now, I don't know if this lady heard me correctly or not. My name is Ngoni. I'm extremely not careful lady. in my use of words. I will try to relay it again because perhaps she didn't hear me correctly. I I'm going to say it clearly as I know how. That tape amounts to probable cause for criminal charges beyond any dispute. Now, I was half-joking when I said perhaps it was special effects, but the sister there pretty much confirmed my half-joke. She, now, she's got Sorry, 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 sorry. It could have been no, one second, sorry, sorry. And by the way, Hold on, maybe you're, you're... it was. I don't know, but I, unlike her, apparently, I'm willing to await on what the trial reveals or further criminal proceedings does. Sorry. See, that's the distinction, I, I, I guess, I think, I think between you're, me I and think you're using your I understand wrong. the nature of evidence, direct, circumstantial, and testimonial. I no, I don't think that you do, because you made a big mistake just now. What you said was, this leads to probable cause for criminal charges. But that is not a standard for criminal charges. Evidence nope. is the standard. Uh, the of the evidence. Let me Let me think. Let me think. A preponderance of evidence. It said, let me finish. How dare you let me finish? You let me. Let me finish. A preponderance of evidence is the reason for criminal charges. The reason to stop someone and detain them and question them. That is what you stated. That isn't what I stated. Yes, you did. Well, I heard exactly what you said. No, let me tell you. Okay, if you think I stated that. You said probable cause. You said probable cause for criminal charges. There's no such thing as probable cause. There's no such thing as probable cause for criminal charges. No such thing as probable cause for criminal charges. You know what the probable cause to stop, detain, and investigate. No such thing as probable cause. You know you are wrong. There's no such thing as probable cause for criminal charges. It's a preponderance of the evidence that leads the district attorney to charge someone with criminal charges. A probable cause. It is the standard to stop and detain. 
you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Or maybe you just talk so much that you don't even think that anyone actually listens to you. You don't, you're with the big boys now. You're not on TRS. Okay? You're with the smart people. Get your shit together. <laughs> okay. You're not uh, on TRS. You're, you're, you're over here with Beasley. I listen to you. Probable cause is the determining factor when you want to stop, detain, frisk, and, in, and, in, and detain someone. It is not the standard for criminal charges. Get it right. Mm, okay. Uh, that's it, Beasley? That's enough. Let's hear what he's got to say. All right. Okay, you have the floor now, Sarge. Okay, the gentleman just conflated the standard for the for uh, uh, um, uh, uh, prevailing in a verdict in a civil trial. He made he used exactly the words preponderance of the evidence, uh, and uh, which is what is used in a civil trial, as opposed to what probable cause is. And probable cause is a standard by which police or other law enforcement authorities. Obtain or 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 or, or uh, employ or or found drugs. Why can't you be wrong? Why can't you stand corrected? Circumstances or evidence which tends to. All right, hold on. Let's let's clarify this real quick. All right, according to Black's Law Dictionary, uh, fourth edition. Uh, let's see. Probable cause says, where is it? I had it. Okay, here it is. Criminal law, a reasonable ground to suspect that a person has committed or is committing a crime or that a place contains specific items connected with a crime. Under the Fourth Amendment, probable cause, which amounts to more than a bare suspicion, but less than evidence that would justify a conviction must be shown before an arrest warrant or a search warrant they may be issued. Torts. A reasonable belief in the existence of facts on which a claim is based and in the legal validity of the claim itself. A reasonable basis to support issuance of an administrative warrant based on either specific evidence of a existing violation of administrative rules or evidence showing that a particular business meets the, legis- the legislative or administrative standards permitting an inspection of the business premises. So that's probable cause right there, okay, according to Black's Law Dictionary. And, and you know what? I, I'll, I'll continue you that I was, and I was wrong, and I was wrong about the ponders of the evidence. I was wrong about the ponders of the evidence. That does apply to a civil trial and not a criminal trial. Right, so I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't you. I don't believe you. I don't you. I don't believe 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 you. you. I but according uh, to you, Sarge, they're already guilty, and you weren't there. So uh, you I didn't say any such thing. I didn't say you I did. Didn't say I didn't say any such thing. I didn't say you said anything based on what you're 
statement was in your mind. I, I, I don't believe Sarge. Sarge was a meter maid. They were a glorified meter maid. You talked about the fact that they all had records. It appears that they lack impulse control. They said they all had records. Innumerable times here on many TRS platforms about white people coming from the caves of the Caucasus, 400 years of oppression, and white people are born with cancer. Okay, that doesn't prove your guilt in this matter. I merely noted the statements. And I said, and I meant to say before I was muted, that this may in fact be an outgrowth of, and they have imbibed, either by osmosis or having received it directly, racist statements made over and over again by many elements in the black community that go unchallenged. Many of those statements that they are entitled to abuse a mentally challenged white child. Uh, you know, many of those statements are made on a platform that you financially support, sir. You financially support. You financially support. That's why I go on there to oppose them. Sarge, you financially support. You said unopposed. Okay. You financially right. support a platform that repeats such malarkey on a regular basis. You are part of the problem. I oppose <laughs> this thing, and oh, I you financially support You financially support a platform that puts forth this, that, that that puts forth these ideas. All right. Let me bring Maze in. Let's start you got off. that right, white man's blood on your hands, Sarge. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Well, how are you? Well, Sarge, he thinks a conversation is an argument. He has He's confused with that. And also, mm. I want him to. And certain things he want to report on, and some he don't. He wants to call them bastards and everything else. In Idaho, a teenager did the same thing with a football. He sodomized him with a hanger. Now this kid didn't mm-hmm. even go to jail. They they got him off. I said, what makes right. me sick? Those kids were arrested, and if they did something wrong, they're going to be punished. But then you hear mm. us carrying along the, along the book about what these kids should be, uh, it should be a, a racial crime and all of this stuff. But when they did it, they didn't nobody know anything about it until now, if you weren't listening, and they didn't make a big deal out of it. So if right. you have two groups doing the same thing, why you won't always look at one group when your group is doing the same thing the other group is doing, but you ignored it? But then you want me to carry the banner for you hollering against my group for your group. Mm. I think it should be equally done. They, the ones they, that got it, they saw the match. should come to the media and tell them what was done to him and ask why those people are free. Mm. Now, one time right. he called him bastard, he would call him no name, out of names or nothing. He's going to say he'll find an excuse that he didn't research it, and he won't even look at it. <laughs> and in reality, hi, Miss Mays, in Hello. reality... I don't know if they're innocent, and Sarge don't know if they're guilty. But he jumps right in and starts building a case with all the evidence, their records, their this, and they spewed this and that and the other. That still doesn't mean they're guilty. And like I said, I wasn't there, so I don't know whether they're innocent or guilty. That was the point. Yes, and John mm-hmm. Howard admitted that he did what he did, but he still didn't go to jail. So I guess he's just mm-hmm. like the, the, what, the boy name was too rich to go to jail for the crime he committed. Yeah, yeah. So I guess this one was the mm-hmm. same way. And yeah, if, the, I mean, if those kids did do that, 
Maybe yeah. they got the maybe they got the idea from what they've seen their government do to those people from the Middle East over there in Gitmo. How about that? Not well, from mm-hmm. Francis Chris Welsing book, but from what their own government they see do and get away with torturing people. But mm-hmm. to some of the things that they said, they made them recite the KKK song. The, the, the young he was he was mentally I mean he wasn't mentally ill, but something was wrong with him. They made him recite the uh, KKK song. Yeah. <laughs> So we're not gonna mention nothing like that. We're gonna go all of this rhetoric about his own people passing the balance for them. We don't need to be hearing nothing like that. If they if they call them and they go into jail and if they admit that they did it or if they found out they did it, they're gonna be punished. But those will never be punished. And this boy's gonna go walk around for the rest of his life messed up. And they're gonna yeah. walk around and back to the game. And, and you know the interesting part, and I thought I read that little piece where it say he gets to maintain his innocence. After all that, he still gets to maintain his innocence. Yeah. These black people, you know, in case of SARS, they are already convicted and in, in, in prison somewhere because they had records. Now, Mr. Ngoni made a good point. You know, a lot of places that are reporting won't say whether this person has a record or not compared to the other people because they're trying to um, paint a picture for you. As if, you know, who's the real bad and who's, okay, he, 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 all right. You know, he can be rehabilitated. Plus, you know, his family got a little bit of money, owns some things in this city. We can't really do too much to him. So, you know, we, we make a donation to this or that, and we just give him 300 hours of probation, you know, and everything mm-hmm. would be good. So, I mean, you have to look at all that. And you ask him what's right about it, he don't have nothing to say. He want to bring <laughs> in uh, everything that's up to the business. You know, you know, and uh, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm saying is if, if, if you're gonna do one, do all of them. You know, let's let's, let's cut this out. That's that's part of the problem right there. You know, equal treatment just is not there. I don't care what they say. But let me bring right. this lady for um, bring me know, Excuse me. You know, there's a a well-known criminal defense attorney. When he, um, it was actually the guy, his name is Roy Black. He's a big-time criminal defense attorney in Miami. And he mm-hmm. helped get one of those Kennedy kids off of a rape case where they probably mm-hmm. raped the girl. We were all yeah. hanging out. The girl got drunk. She ended up getting, you know, probably got raped. And they asked him after the trial, they said, well, is this an indictment of our justice system that, you know, is just really not fair? He said, you have to mm-hmm. take into consideration and realize that our justice system is part of the larger capitalistic system, and that those with resources are always going to have a better outcome and a better and, and an advantage to those without. <laughs> Money still talks, and it definitely talks in the courtroom. Yes, got to still punish OJ for being innocent, and he didn't even commit the crime that he's in jail for. His own good. <laughs> it makes all the difference in the world from being able to be be free, not in custody, while you're fighting the case. To being able mm-hmm. to hire lawyers, investigators, and even maybe mm-hmm. be able to slip a few bucks to the judge. Yes, exactly. that's how it's going. That's what happened to George Zimmerman. Right. <laughs> so it, 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 plays, it plays a huge part. And those without resources are not going to get the good, good, good enough turnout. You know, even if these young people in Chicago had resources um, or active infrastructure behind them, they could have an opposing viewpoint, or people, you know, people calling into question what what what's what's uh, seems to be taken as the truth. Yeah, I could put them both mm-hmm. side by side and see why one's free and the other one's not. 
Right. <laughs> right. All right. That's all a problem, too. If we let them get away with it, we got people like Thorge right around here trying to push it and push it down people's throat just because they said something about Donald Trump and what did he don't say about the president? He got his nerve. Wow. Okay, right, I'm finished. Um, okay. Um, five one zero. Did you hear about there? Lee Daniels? Hello, uh, Mr. Top. Hello. Yes, Miss Lady. Hello. Hi. I just want to share something. And I asked you to, if you could perhaps do some research on police bias um, in terms of of the uh, people that. Uh, you know, the different categories of people, the ethnic group, you know, the young, the old, and see how much bias they are in terms of police stops and arrests. But I'd just like to share um, something. About two weeks ago, I was driving down in, during the day. With my seat put on below the speed limit, um, minding my own business, and a white police officer in a police SUV got right behind me, and I he followed me for three blocks, and I know he was scanning my license, uh, my license plate. Um, he looked so hateful and so angry and so intent on a, on an arrest. So I got into a left turning lane to go into a business. He got right behind me. He couldn't find anything. Like there's no warrants or anything. So he looked at me, glared at me, set off and ran through a red light. Now, in the same city, uh, a friend of mine, she texted this message to me. Just saw a city police officer stop a white woman. He exited his car, approached her car, and gestured with his hands as if he was explaining what she did wrong. She looked up at him as if she was explaining to him what she was doing. He never asked to see her driver's license or car registration. After the exchange, he got back in his police SUV, and she exited her car to enter her destination. I guess there are options when the police stops a citizen. So there's a lot of prejudice and bias, and I I mean, I was like, I know you're not trying to... uh, uh, Sorry, something on me. Yes, he was. And he looked mm. so angry and so mean. And he was a very large white police officer in a black and white SUV. Okay? So mm. there is a lot of, of unfair um, targeting, uh, unfair. And so when you target people, they are, you know, people are already stressed. A lot of people are stressed. They're under a lot of duress from all kinds of situations. They know that. They're hoping, I think, that it will escalate so they can slam you on the ground and arrest you. I really believe that at this point because they're instigating things, they're targeting people, and it's absolutely atrocious. Hmm. So if you could do um, some, um, put, you know, bring some recent data on police bias, that would be interesting to share. All right, I sure will. I have that for you Monday. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me see. Uh, let me bring let me bring Jabari in. All right, Jabari, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. How y'all doing? Greetings, brother Jabar. Greetings, Sister Angoni. Well, I was just telling uh, Mr. Talk. It's nothing like having your own government where you can kind of control things yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Continue on. You know what I'm talking about, Miss? I mean, just like what the sister was describing about her uh, being stopped by a police officer. If we had all police officers, you know, we we could prevent most of the stuff that's going on with us today, with our with our people. But until we get to that point and understand the importance of government, having our own government, you know, those who are outside of a government is going to continue to get abused. As simple as that. Man, I'm trying to pay my cable bill, man. I can't be forming. I got time to be forming no governments, man. The government that the we have already. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like anybody in authority, man. Trying to tell me what to do. I don't care if they black, white, purple, or anything. Anybody that seems to get a hold of some power, it seems to get to their head. Huh. Okay, well, stay, stay in the condition that you're in, and and just in no you know ride it out. All right. But, I mean, can you tell? Your, your choice. Don't you think that's a? Don't you think that's a human condition? When you yes. give somebody authority over another, and you give them a badge and a gun, or a gavel, or sure, the I, mute button, sure that possibility that people, te- that, people have, that, that that is a human condition that people have a tendency to uh, exert their will over others. Of, of course, that is a possibility when you have people in place who do not enforce the law and do not have a, a real concern for their people. You, you're not going to change you didn't, that. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't answer what I said, what I asked you. Of course it was. Okay. It is a human I condition. Asked, I, asked if it was, I asked if it was a human thing, which yes, includes yes. all of us, all 7 billion of us, that if you give somebody some power over somebody else, they're going to find a way to abuse and misuse it Quite often. I would agree with you in that with one caveat. If you put if you put a human being in control with power who has no rules or no principles, then you, you you get what we get today. I would agree with you. So you gotta put people in positions who have some type of character, some type of uh responsibility and who are willing to enforce the law. Somebody's sitting in, some, in a restaurant or somewhere. FAA and CSA are working to turn already to divert everything. So you're going to start to see a slow reopening of this. I've given this uh, the sovereignty, the, the notion of a black utopia. I've given it thought. I don't see it working. Isn't it? I don't see a black utopia working myself either. However, you might, you might, you might, you might, you might eliminate racial animus, which does seem like it's to be the cause of a lot of the police action we see or overreaction. But you, you still have it in the DNA of humans to exert control and power over one another when they've given some sort of authority. That's just my opinion. That's that's my opinion. I'll say this. A human being is different. I wouldn't say it's different, but, I mean, you have human beings who are at certain stages of development, and we have a lot of human beings that, that are in a certain stage of the development where they like to take advantage of people who are of a different nationality. I think that I think that transcends everybody from a Neanderthal to someone that's incredibly intelligent and super advanced. 
The Sarge is a good example of that. A so-called half-reptilian. If anything, those people at the very, very top that may be smarter, more privileged, I think they have that um, tendency more than others. You, do you mean by more you mean more devious? See, there's a difference. Absolutely, ab- absolutely. More devious, more cunning, more power hungry, more power th- thirsty, uh, and, and more ruthless, exactly. The thing that separates from you is what they know. That's the only thing that separates them from you. They know more than you, so they're able to uh, manipulate you. Well, um, uh, just not to change the subject, but just to let everybody know, whether they know or not, I thought it might be interesting for people to know that today it's now official. Congress has certified the electoral vote. uh, Donald Trump is now officially and constitutionally the president-elect of the United States. And it hasn't changed. But you don't take his job until January 20th, so why does it matter? Just for education, that's all. You don't have to like it. And let me add, which is bringing us back on topic. It hasn't changed my life. It hasn't changed my life not one bit. I'm still deciding what I want to do when I want to do it. It hasn't changed anything. It may change things in the future because I don't know what the future holds. But as of today, it hasn't made not one bit of difference the past two months. Well, so that's true. I can I'm tell. glad to hear that because you should know right. that no politician, at least well, under our system of government, should have that much control over the course of your life. We're supposed to have minimal government that is consistent with constitutional and civil order. Nothing more. people in this country who want the government to do everything. And then we that means, Beasley, there will be no escaping the government's influence on the course of your life. It won't the be possible. The government wants to privatize everything and, take, and let the private people rule everything with the private money that they uh, get from the government. Some, if you want so that's what they want to do. You can have it we're not into this conversation, so we don't care. At least well, I, don't. I know you don't Speaking care. That's why someone needs to remove. Who cares about what? But he has, he, he's uh, not officially the president of the United States until he takes. Uh, well, he, 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 well I think it's a bit more yet. important than the football until score. Until his inauguration, we know that. You know, and they cut in and let you know. So what win, the win, I mean, we feel like that. Give me something else. We are discussing the news media and how they do things to make people hate other people. And in order to stop it, it's too much mean? technology out here to see this ignorant stuff that we see every day. So you're going to have some nutty people, some nutty kids going to do the same thing that they just saw these kids do, which was done first by some Caucasian kids. Then they turn around and did it. But since we haven't proven and then it you, yet, you we can't You are here blasting like a, mo- a, mo- a motor mouth with the same thing, what kind of kids they are, and what they did and how mad you are, but you weren't mad at the first group that did it. That's what I don't understand. How do you know what I was mad? I, I think we did. I think we did something like. I think we should. I think we did something like this to one of our cousins before, if I can't remember correctly. And we just got in a little punishment. We couldn't go outside for a couple of days. That's back when used to go. That's back. I know. I'm thinking about. It. I know. I know. We tied somebody up and duct taped them and everything and threw them in the closet. We did. Me and my. But this was amongst family and friends. They love that boy, man. Because we don't know. This is just kids being kids, man. I know I've done this before. Well, I just read an article where they're handcuffing children in elementary schools getting in fights. And I tell you what, 
when when I when I was the when I was the younger one hanging around with the older cousins, that probably happened to me. I'm sure it happened to me. I'm a victim of this as well. Well, well you know, kids go and just let it be a joke. Well, you know, you know what happens. Check this out. Oh, hold on, man. Check this out. You know, and, and as the article said, it, this originally with with the um the the white kid, it originally started with them play fighting. So I understand what you're saying, Beasley, and for some kind of way, it became malicious. You know, <laughs> very vicious. And yes, as far as he is, you know, that's that's what we did. Back it, became, then, you know? it became malicious after the press got involved. You know, yeah. so our parents would come, our parents would come home and laugh. And say, where's Beasley? Oh, we have to tie his ass up and duct tape him. Like, I don't blame him. He's something else. I don't, I don't know no parents laughing now. <laughs> but anyway. Well, they laughed laugh and say, let him go. <laughs> no, it was no. me that was tied up. But it was me that was tied up. If we tied um, up one of the other uh, okay. kids and everything, that okay. was a problem. Did you see, did you see okay. the video? Mr. Talk, let me tell you what I was looking at when I saw that video. I'm saying, now he going to take and cut his shirt open. Not cut his skin, cut his shirt. Then he gonna take a knife and cut the top of a piece of his hair. We weren't bleeding at first, and then they show blood coming off of it later. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know if it's true or not. What I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, or, or is this something to make somebody angry? Let me ask this question: Is it is this one of the cases as though if it wasn't um, placed online and, and broadcast live, would it be this serious? Would people view no. it as being this serious? No, they wouldn't. That's why we let the message. That's why some people let them mess them up, carrying their water. Mm-hmm. If you stop carrying their I, water and you investigate, you'll set them down and shut them down. Uh, it's first it's sensationalized, then it's politicized. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it, okay. Because I was saying, those, people don't re- those kids don't represent you. They don't represent me. They just represent what, who they are when they were doing what they were doing. They don't represent the right community. Okay. All right. So All right, y'all. So they, they, they represent me and my family. <laughs> so I'm like, like it. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I, I was here thinking, I was like, have you ever done that before? And I'm like, we used to do that all the time. Tie somebody um, up and duct tape them and throw them in the closet or leave them in the backyard. Um, no. My grandmother, no. my grandmother used to tie us to a tree when we were bad. Okay. But we no. understand how you got to lose. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot, Beasley. That explains a lot. All right, y'all. We got 13 minutes left in live airtime. So if you want to continue here the show, we'll be going in overtime. You need to get on the switchboard, 347-838-8622. All right. Let me bring um, Brother Hotep in to the conversation. Welcome to the show, Brother Hotep. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. I thought I was freezing, but I hear it's colder where you are, bro. Here's another one. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-five degrees. Hey, it's cold to me. Oh yeah, that's freezing. But there's a double standard that America has. When Zimmerman kills a black man, it's all good. When a bunch of black kids, and I'm not justifying they're being a bit tough on the dude, but you it's nothing like what we go through, right? Um, I think we also have a violent society. The movies, the songs, and then we wonder why children tend to get, you know, somewhat. Uh, violet. Um, so I think our lives don't have the same value as black kids and people, and anything that is done to them is over-sensationalized, and anything that happened to us, oh, just get over it, pull your pants up, and, you know, it's all going to be good. So that's a double sense. Mr. Talk, you know what, yes. Brother Hotep, greetings. What he just said made me remember, and maybe the rest of the people here on the phone will remember, that 
video of that police officer slamming that girl in school down and treating her like a common criminal. Yeah. Do you remember that? Now, yeah. perhaps, wait, wait, let me finish. Perhaps since the children are being treated that way in school, they feel like it's okay to treat their fellow students that way someplace else. What do you think? You think that might have an influence on their behavior? We used to do that too when we used to watch Channel 13 Wrestling when I was a kid. But do you see the point I'm trying to make? But do you see the point I'm trying to make? I hope you were not slamming down a two year old like that because that would be like comparable. Oh, but no, wait a minute, Miss Lady. Wait a minute, Miss Lady. Miss Lady, there, there's articles out here where they're, they're handcuffs on children in elementary school for getting in fights. Right now. Yeah. And then we wonder why children are having riots at malls. Exactly. Most of it is learned behavior. From adults. Yes, it is. They're supposed to be yeah. responsible and in authority. I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that yeah. one. Back back in the old days of wrestling, they had a dude named Bruno San Martino. Some of you guys are old yeah. enough, and yeah, and he used I to do something Bruno. called the treat. You remember Bruno San Martino? And he used to do the yeah. treatment where he takes where he takes your back legs and holds them behind you until you're like <laughs> choking on yourself. My uncle used yep. to do the treatment. He's only nine years older than me. He used to do the. It's the treatment. It's the treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little, a little bit after, a little bit after the fact. But yeah, so this is all learned behavior. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if waterboarding yeah. is okay to some people, uh, I don't understand them. <sighs> so, so what, what is the, what is the solution though? How do, how do we change this? We change the media. That's how we change it. We change this media. They try to focus on us. We focus on them at the same time they focus on us. What can they do? Well, I'll tell you what they can do, Maze. They just passed the Ministry of Truth laws where they can control the narrative, and they're threatening and targeting, and uh, now we're not supposed to speak our minds about anything anymore. They're going to be the ministers and the judge of what truth is. Uh, that's what they've done just recently. Man, they they can let parents be parents like they used to be. You got that right. Well, you knew when you crossed the line that you had something coming, and that thought came into your mind before you did something. Well, they could. That's a good idea, Beasley, but they just pass laws and not even let adults speak about these things without they being able to. You ask for a solution. They make it tougher and tougher. Let parents act like parents. Hardcore. how, How is that a solution? When the reality of the situation is that just uh, December the 23rd, laws were passed to say that adults aren't, are now going to be dictated to what they can talk about or not. I'm not good at solutions. Well, I'm not saying you're not, but I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not good, I'm not good at these, at these social problem solutions. I'm really not good at them. I'm not. Oh, what's I that law, by the way? I just learned to deal with it. It's the law system. I'm going to come out of her people. People for my people. Say what? I'm looking it up. I don't have it right uh, in front of me. Okay. It's something from the Republican side. No, Obama passed it. It's an executive order. 
It's Republican. It doesn't matter. He doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, matter which one did it. So they're gonna take right. it away. He did. They're right. gonna take it away. So supposedly, is it like I'm waiting for them to do abortion? I'm waiting for them to do the health care bill. And I'm waiting for them to do everything they said they were gonna do. They're gonna be some mad people if they don't. And I'm gonna sit back and look and laugh. You know, they're going to defund Planned Parenthood, which plays a very important role in terms of uh, women without insurance, adequate insurance. They can go get their pap smears. They can get uh, mammograms done. Planned Parenthood helps that, with that. If you don't have that, insurance, they help with uh, STD treatment, uh, birth control education, dispensing. It's really... Uh, it's, it's trying to take women back backwards. Into the you know what? You know what befuddles me more than anything else about. I heard Paul Ryan say that. I yeah. did catch that. Why the hell are men making decisions about shit we don't even fully understand? Thank you. We can I answer? Not only don't fully understand, and even if you do understand, you don't know the emotional trauma and turmoil that women go through when faced with these issues. Men should not be making men should not men should be barred from making decisions on issues such as these. Can I answer I, this I, I really now? Think so. Yes, sister. Go ahead. Oh, I didn't want to cut Beasley. He I you know, I didn't know. Okay. It's called I'm uh, short and sweet. Okay. It's called uh HR five one eight one and it's entitled um uh, let's see here. The, uh, it's called Countering Information Warfare Act of 2016, S2692. And it was introduced in March. And then when they passed it, it became House Resolution 5181 under the Ministry of Truth. Mm-hmm. He, he passed it on December the 23rd. And it includes what? Say again, Maze. I didn't I'm sorry. I, I couldn't understand. I said, explain it. What's in it? I mean, what is it supposed to be? Well, it's it's under the uh, NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. Now, a lot of people respond to it and say, well, you know, that's just government, uh, you know, being able to have control over uh, certain things, like, you know, the Executive Order 13603, where they can take over all communications, uh, transportation, food, blah, 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 blah. And they say, well, all governments have that right to be able to do that in a national emergency. But what they, what some people are saying is that this is just an excuse they use to become more controlling after making the allocation that Russia hacked the uh, infrastructure for the, and influenced the United States election, which I think is hilarious. I don't think it's true. I can't prove it, but you know, uh, that, so they're using this as a way they've allocated $160 million uh, to have groups now to be able to monitor uh, you know, uh, websites and videos and people that are making a lot of money on uh, YouTube with their, uh, like, for instance, uh, We Are Change. Uh, he did a video explaining that some of his videos are being blocked from being put up and they're demonetizing uh, without any reason. So, and there's other other people, Aaron Dykes and his wife reported on that. Even uh, Dr. Paul Craig Roberts was put on a list, a short list of 200 uh, a, a journalist uh, that was targeted, Drudge Report is on there, InfoWars, regardless of whatever uh, you think about them. These are people yeah. that they're targeting under this law. They're calling it, they're calling it disinformation 
or mm-hmm. fake news. Yeah. Fake news. Well, yeah. right Come on, back to the time. You right back to the time of McCarthy. What do we do every few years? No. We, exactly yeah, when we create a new boogeyman. Yeah, no, it's back to the time when the district chicks couldn't say what they wanted to say and they had to get punished for talking. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, we're back even p- before that. Yeah. <laughs> Communism is all bad and nobody should have well, rights. And we're going to protect okay. you from the boogeyman and take all your rights away because we know best for you what's best for you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to tell you what you can think and what you can talk The Democrats did it too. They just did it in different ways. They're all one thing. Excuse me. There's no difference between them. people are waking up. There's no difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. They're all the same. I know that, but some people think so, and I was just going to point something out. That's all. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No. <laughs> no, they are good cop, bad cop routine, right? And the Democrats do provide us with a few more pieces of barbecue chicken. The problem is that we <laughs> end up going over I got mine. You should have got yours. I got my watermelon, oh, too. I don't know. <laughs> And the ribs, and you know what? And God bless them for that, because I'm really proud of all that stuff. I, got, I, got <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard, but Lee Daniels, the the guy who is responsible for Empire, the guy that's responsible for the movie Precious yeah. and other movies that uh, show black people in the worst light possible. Yeah. Lee Daniels recently said. You know, I want to do work and make projects that make white people feel good about feeling being white. Mm-hmm. Is he mm-hmm. is Lee Daniels a Caucasian or European? He's black. Look him up. Look him I, up. I thought Look I heard. I thought that name. I was familiar, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, what he's, he was a, talking. he's 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 in the he's greenlit in Hollywood to do what he wants because yep. he makes movies like Precious. Uh, everything he has, it puts black people in the worst. Precious is the most upsetting movie I've ever probably I've ever seen besides Schindler's List. It's disturbing. Um, he won awards for it. He wants to do something to make people happy. Uh, he's found a way to have himself a long career in Hollywood. Well, not necessarily because if the right people get a hope to what he's doing. I mean, they seem like they're coming back to like uh, what do you call it, the, the Godfather and all these shows that used to have a long time ago that started all this mess. Uh, seem like they're coming back with those kind of movies with the violence in it and all of that. Uh, they have. Yeah, I'm saying, oh, here they we have. go again. The Republicans done took over, and this is what we got to go back to, but it's not gonna work. No, you had these type, you had these type of movies in any administration. If you remember, the lady that was the head of Sony. I think her name was Amy Trask, something like that. When they put out 12 Years a Slave, uh, they had put out 12 Years a Slave, and these are big supporters of uh, the Democrats. No, that no, she no. was jo- Let me finish oh. my thought. I'll be real quick. I'm sorry. She was joking in emails with some mm-hmm. other uh, executive or some other right. producer. You know, here she's head yeah. of a studio. That's powerful, man. She's mm-hmm. joking. About when there, when the president comes and we go meet him for this twenty thousand dollar plate dinner, I'm gonna ask him how he liked twelve years a slave. <laughs> I'm not talking about amongst years, amongst I mean, other things. Amongst other things, but she definitely said that. Oh yeah, she said it. I'm talking about the yeah. drug kind of movies. That's the kind of movies that they're trying to bring back out. Where they shooting each other and doing all of this. 
Well, there's always going to be movies and a preponderance of the movies coming out of Hollywood that's going to show black people in the worst possible light. They're trying along to with a few, uh, along along with a few few good pictures of black people overcoming, and they're overcoming with the assistance and aid of a white person that went against the grain. Yep. That stood up. Ahead. That st- that stood up. That stood up to their family, friends, and society to help out a black person. There, that that movie is going to exist. <laughs> it, it is what You've it is. You've never done nothing is. about it. <laughs> but every one of the every one of those movies that that shows black triumph, it's on the back uh, of a white person that yes. decided to do the right thing, that had the moral high ground. It that stuff make people... is such man. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> and now, and so. it's to make you think. And it's to make you think that they're the only one that can do something for people. That's why we have movies like that with Christ and the, and the Santa Claus and all of that stuff. Hey, and see, the, rela- the, the related problem is that even though the system exists in its present form, if enough black, brown people were to support each other's movies, songs, radio shows, whatever the other side did would not be as painful. But we don't tend to, as a people, invest in our young kids when they started hip-hop. We don't invest in our young people when they have tennis dreams. So we are beholden to a system. No, we don't. I'm involved in these industries, entertainment. I talk to entertainment producers, directors. They can't raise the money for conscious movies about us unless they start pruning and then they get funding. I talk to people from um, Five Heartbeats. I talk to people that were with Sugar Hill Records. um, Inside, we don't get the funding for the positive. I raised $300 for a conscious venture. I had to put the rest of the money myself, right? So the conscious community does not support products. Yes, conscious black people, where we talk about... Endeavors uh-huh. about Africa and Egypt and how we're going to change the system, but when it comes to actual finance, it's not there. We spend more on sneakers and chicken and McDonald's and hairstyles, etc. So it won't change us. until we put our money where. No, I'm not saying what mm-hmm. they told us. I'm telling you from my meetings over 34 years in okay. various industries, we okay. don't do it. You, you need to stop, Hotep, because I'm on Macy's.com shopping for sneakers now. You need to stop with that table because that's what you read not to me. And I don't believe in that because I know better. I'm shocked. But what about, what about, what about, what about oh, an example are. like Tariq, Tariq Nasheed and uh, something colors? What is that, Mr. Talk? Yeah, hidden colors. Hidden, hidden colors. colors. Is that, yeah. That's, that's an example yeah. of, of uh, being supported, uh, you know. Uh, and then there's other examples, by, too. His, his, uh, ulti- his ultimate funders, funders <laughs> were Jews, and he caused some heat that he didn't mention. Jewish participation in the slave trade. Oh, really? I didn't know that, Beasley. Yeah, if you look, and and he does, he doesn't, he does, he, does, he caught a little bit of heat, but other than that, it's well received. But that entire conscious community is like the WWE, and it's yes. laughable. They arguing and fighting, and Umar is fighting with Seti, and Seti is smacking him down. A, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't pay it. I don't pay it much attention. It's just no. Some it's just folks acting like folks. But it's it's comical though, it's comical, and it's really sad for the young people that you're gonna you know that and what's also is amazing how someone can designate themselves a leader. I was gonna jump into the fray and call myself the Bishop Beasley and just yeah, do my thing. Yeah, well, my voice can be heard just like theirs can be heard, yeah. and I can and take he, donations and do everything else. 
Beasley, there were a lot of videos regarding that uh, situation from young, articulate, interested, and serious young people, men and, and women, that's, that's so that were sad. very, very hurt by what happened between Umar and Seti. And young people are with people that were that, really, really hurt by that. And then, see, you just brought up the point about Lee Daniels and what he's doing. So I think, that, you know, that the whole problem is it's all about capitalism. It's all yeah. about it's all about profit because that's what they're now saying about uh, Brother Polite, you know, in his situation. And that that I understand the reason why Umar and Seti got into it was about a contract issue and it got personal. I mean, Brother Farrell even put the the, the paperwork up on the video oh, so man. you can actually see it. So yeah, see, it always it I, drives yeah, me fight what? over I, the I, white I, man's I, currency. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, I, I study because 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 white man currency can give you heaven right here on earth. I know. Well, we're not talking. I know, that's but why. see that individual heaven. You, and, and you guys were talking about brother Hotep was talking about the problems and solutions for the overall the collective. But see, the the what happens is it seems to degenerate in an individual line in their pockets, and it's the same way with the black caucus. I call them the black caucus. I call them the black caucus. Yeah, well, the they, 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 they're 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 more in the fold, and they make one hundred seventy thousand a year plus perks for a job they don't even have to show up for. So you they're they're, they're, more, they're more in the fold. These other cats <laughs> are hustling, and you know, Sarnetta said, "How come you ain't bought me no van? I need my van." Hey, I'm like, hey, who is this dude talking to? He's but you know what? He buying him a new but, van. No, but, he got but, a Mercedes uh, and he wore Borsalino hats. But you know what? But in all fairness, it's unfortunate that this happened. But at least we could give them a little credit. They could be selling dope instead of DVDs and uh, a and, lot of and, them. A lot. You know what? And I'm not knocking them for having some troubles earlier in their life. But these are dudes that reinvented themselves. They weren't. Exactly. They weren't. They were. They were. And I guess Malcolm. And I guess Malcolm X reinvented himself. As well, so so let me not curse them for that. But the majority of them have some serious history with the law, and they got some scholarship, a little bit of pseudoscience, and they mix it together. Give yourself a fancy name, man. They got a dude. I laugh at them, man. And some of the stuff they drop it, and they got a dude, man. He's about six foot eight. Do you remember the movie Ten Commandments? With with Moses when he was when he was a little boy and Pharaoh oh, was his him. brother. I know you mean. Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on a second. Hold on, and he's got that one braid going out the side of his head at about two o'clock. This yeah. dude copied that exact same hairstyle <laughs> and has a braid coming out the hair of his two o'clock. I'm like, I love it. No, oh, anybody exactly can do it. This style is from Egypt. Um, he's really a deep boy. Right. He has some good points. But by the way, my point wasn't that the white man's currency is necessarily the fiat currency to use. My point was simply that you don't see many conscious projects doing well. Even Hidden Colors isn't a big seller. It just is somewhat mildly successful. We don't become major successes from the economic standpoint until we start shuffling and tapping. Well, but well, we'll the, the, the point I was trying to make is he's riding around is. in an Egyptian chariot. He's riding around in a Bentley. But the point I was trying to make, Brother Hotep, is the value system. I don't think there's anything wrong with being successful and having material things. I don't think somebody has to make a vow of poverty or anything like that. So please don't take my words out of context. 
But I think what we see going on in the so-called conscious community is the value is what we, quote, call success, end quote, is all about capitalism and riding in a Bentley and moving to Hollywood or doing this, that, and the other, and it becomes... It starts off maybe with good intentions, but then it becomes a hustle. You're taking money out of the community, and you're just using it for your individual uplift. That's what I see as a problem. And I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. And until we do a critique on the values of capitalism, if that's what we're going to imitate, then no, there's not going to be any changes for black people in this All country. right. Well, you know what? The only thing I disagree with your statement, when you said it becomes a hustle, it's always been a hustle. Well, maybe so. Okay. And, and let me so, tell you why it's me, always been a hustle. Uh, let me tell so, you why. I, I, I don't think that I can get in somebody's car and know what's in there. No, I, I don't think I can judge somebody else's motive, so that's why I did can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, cause okay, I, Bishop. I, I can't because I'm a hustler just like them. Okay, and I'm not Bishop. knocking the hustle. I'm not okay, knocking Bishop. the hustle. And, and I, I'm and, not and knocking it either. Hold on. Let me finish. And I would get in on the hustle if it wasn't so damn crowded, if it wasn't too many mouths in the trough. You know, trying to eat. But I tell you this: but, it's been a hustle. It's been a hustle from day one, and I'll tell you why. Because hustlers hustle, and all these cats are hustlers. I see it and I smell it on them. And and, I'm, and, and it is and it is what it is. The, the unfortunate thing is that to the untrained eye and ear, they're going to mislead some people, and some people are going to believe in them. And you know what? And, and I, you know what? And I, and I guess not a hustle. Say that again, Hotel. I, I didn't hear you. The entire conscious community of producers and radio hosts and writers is not a hustle. What you have is we've been infiltrated by both COINTELPRO agents who are paid to do this. Oh, nonsense. No, I don't no, believe that even nonsense. You don't even have yeah, to COINTELPRO these cats. You don't have to COINTELPRO these cats. I didn't say all of them. I'm saying a portion of them are working. Beasley, have you heard of NSA? Have you heard of the FBI? I'm I'm, I'm well-versed. I'm well-versed. I really really believe. Hold on. But how can you disregard that there are any COINTELPRO agents working Because I don't think it's necessary in this instance. I don't think it's necessary in this instance. You have the streets at work. These dudes are from the streets. They were involved in street businesses, and they've gotten, and the majority of them had some trouble. They go to prison, they reinvent themselves, and then they come out, and then they're the scholars. Sinetter created, he was brilliant enough to create a, a form and avenues where they could debate and get money and broadcast it and use technology. He's really quite brilliant. But to characterize him as anything other than a hotel hustler, I think somebody's wrong. Um, you don't need COINTELPRO because these dudes will eat. These dudes will subscribe to who they are, which is street hustlers. And the culture of a street hustler, you don't need you don't need COINTELPRO in order for these dudes to start going at each other yeah, and, kill, and, and destroy each other and one derives for the top. That's all. Yeah, but I watched Sonnetter. I watched Sonnetter and Brother Polite debate each other for thirty minutes on. Who's more popping? I'm more popping than you. My name rings places where your name don't ring. Uh-uh, they uh-uh. Are, my are, name rings they, because of your name. Man, these dudes are clowns. They, they get money. are not the only people in the conscious community. Maybe you're looking at the wrong Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps not. 
Perhaps not, but they're the most pro- but they're the most prominent and they're the most well known amongst the masses because they've been able to use technology. But well, really they're not doing anything saying. different than the preachers are doing in these mega churches and other places. Yeah. That's true. Too. That's true. That's true as well. You you should say, you should see Son Letter bang for this damn van. He puts the guilt trip on you. Well, let me ask a question here, real fast. Because I keep hitting this term, and I, I'm just curious, what is the conscious community? What is that? Yeah, that's a good question. So I'm not a part of it. I don't know what the conscious community is. No, I, I, I would have like, to. I would I have, have to. Use, I would have to use. I would have to use one of the band words. Yeah. And I don't feel like using the band word to describe well, the conscious I, community accurately. Well, but you can read can between I tell the lines. Mister Talk, what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think the conscious in the black community, I'm not talking about conscious mm-hmm. white or Asian, for black people, conscious community to me would be the community that becomes aware of our true history and mm-hmm. makes attempts to try and empower our people and educate them about who they are so that they can also become a bit more aware and conscious. Not that what? everybody knows what they're saying, but it's an attempt to teach us our true history about Kemet and Nubia and the truth about Mansa Musa and the truth that some of us were here before slavery, but we're told that it's all about slavery. That's what I think it is. I think, I think that's a good description, Brother Hotep. Can I tell you what I think it is? It's a community that keep the community. I think it's a community that keep the community away from each other when they go in the dark room in the night, middle of the night, and get paid. No, these are young people, mainly that are involved in this. It's like the singers, the preachers, and the movie stars, and all those different people. That's what I think it is, because I've seen some of them before. They snitching, and then they act like they big, big this and big that, and they ain't doing nothing but the community drain the money out of their pocket too. That's what Playwright's going for. He said, I'm tired. I already got all you suckers out here in the Midwest and the South with this sovereignty scam I'm pulling. Now I've got some real hustle. for. I'm playing for some millions. I want to be around basketball players and movie stars. And that's an individual. truck that he moved to Beverly. Man, I'd be damned if I would ever trust, and forgive me for about saying this, but some Ebu 419 hustling chop your dollar Nigerian, I would not give them a quarter. <laughs> but that's me. Because that's just who he is. Bless his, bless his brilliant, intelligent, and learned man. The man speaks languages, he's written books, and he will hustle you good. And make you think he will hustle you so good, make you wish to want to give him some of my money. Uh-huh. See, well, Tony Robbins is a white guy that well, makes hundreds of dollars. Tony Robbins can talk and empower people and get paid. I'm not necessarily, well, not for me, but from certain people. I'm not against people making money off what they do, as long as they're sincere and empowering our people. I don't think all these brothers are bad. I don't agree with all their points, but I love to hear their videos because very often they break down stuff that I hadn't considered, right? So I don't think we should put down the brothers that are trying to get their groove on. They may have come out of jail. They may have sling rock and now they're learning about Egypt and Africa because we're not teaching them. So at least they're not shooting each other and they're trying to do something positive. They're not shooting each other yet. Well, you got to pay to get the same place. They get their, their, their information from you. You can get it too. Hello. So what's the day going different? People Hello. 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 Hello
Yeah. To, to me, the only problem is when young people think that these people are leaders and going to save them or something like that. Now, I don't know. Uh, you that know that, that's the problem. But as far as I, I have to agree with Brother Hotep that, you know, if as long as Polite is delivering his products, now I know there's a question about whether he was or whether he wasn't, or whoever it is, if, they, if they're having debates and whatever and people want to pay to go, I don't see any difference in them paying to do that than going to see a movie. Or going to an NBA game. I mean, you know, we spend more on NBA athletics than MMA. There's some young brothers instead of shooting each other. They are there talking. You know, not all the points make sense. So what? Let them debate. Then someone can come along and teach them They are working. They are working. Those people are not working. They're giving you the information that they don't found is free. It's not their free, so why you got to pay for it? They are working. I can tell you why. Because there's always the need for an The information they have came from somebody else. And you can go out there and look at it, and you can pass it out. Because if a man passes it out there for free, that's me. He's out there for his community. One so you're saying that all historians then shouldn't get paid for if they write a book or if they give a speech. None of them should get paid. Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, Dr. Ben, none of those should get paid. Is that what you're saying, May? Some of them shouldn't. Of course they should be paid. I think so. They, they save time. In fact, they, they impact more the young people than we do. No, but listen. They're doing a better job than I am. I can't reach young people like they are, and I'm trying, right? So we got to find ways. No, let me finish, but let me tell you this. We should, listen, no, hold on. Those of us over age 40, 50, we should find ways to identify the groups among these young people who have the most potential, help to educate them more, and support them. Hotel. I know how to do it. I know how to do it because I do it. You got to get on their level. See, you're too. You're too, and let me tell you. Let me tell you what holds you back. You're too polished and educated. You need somebody with some rough edges like me, because that appeals to them. No, it doesn't. Uh, that's exactly that, that, that what he stooped down. He stooped down to a level that, and there was so many young people that were so hurt and disappointed to see Umar Johnson do what you just described that should be yeah, done. Umar did and you know hey, what? And, 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 and guess what? He caught some heat, but he probably knows what he's doing because he's a very smart man. Uh, and, he's pro- and, he, and, and, and hold on. Two days later, he is being interviewed by Sonetta. He opens himself up to a new area of funding for his school that's never going to get built. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah, that's it, bro. Well, he people thought it was the publicity stuff. He opened himself to a whole new audience. Yeah, Don't you know when those dudes do live streams, the little group that I mess around with in, they kind of banish me. I got to make a comeback. <laughs> they won't let me talk anywhere, man. They shut me down. But my group, if we get 100 in a live stream, we think we're doing something. These dudes get a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, like it's nothing. When Fer- when young Pharaoh and Tommy Sotomayor uh, talked, they had thirty five hundred people watching on a live stream. Sotomayor, that's an audience for real. You, that lady, Mister Talk, was talking about that wants to sing "Strange Fruit" at uh, Trump's inauguration. I hope they have Sotomayor. <laughs> Hanging from a tree while she's singing it. Oh, Tommy ain't that bad. <laughs> oh yes, he is. Tommy, 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 you know what Tommy is? Tommy's a hustler just like them. And let me tell you something. I've watched this happen. When them pro-black hoteps, when they bump heads with "I hate a black woman," Tommy, and black people are the cause of everything. 
They get along. They chop it up like pimps do. Hmm. All that stuff goes aside, and and they and they give allegiance to the hustle. And they go to well, okay, let me ask you a question, Beasley. Okay, you were talking about Lee. Lee, what's his name that made the movie? Lee Daniels. So, oh, so how can you t- talk about him and then defend Tommy Sotomayor and say he ain't that bad? Really? That's kind of contradictory. I was being facetious. I was being facetious. I was being facetious, and I have conversations with Tommy, and I call him out when he's wrong. I've had a number of conversations with Tommy the past four or five months. Well, the I past three or four months. On, on, a, on a large, on a large, on a large scale, and I'm not afraid to call him out when he's dead wrong and when he's making broad general broad generalizations. But of course he's when wrong, and of course right? he's dangerous. When is Tommy is always wrong? When is Tommy ever no, right? No, he's, 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 he's not always wrong. He's not. He's not always wrong. And no, no, that's and that and that's he's a complex dude. He's not always wrong. So, you so know when he when he when he speak when he speaks. When he speaks, two things that he's done unique that others haven't. He's spoken, and I didn't realize what a problem it was, that when you criminalize debt with child support, and when you criminalize that, and the position that it puts a man in, a lot of times, is unfair. Courts men should take care of their children, that, um, but when but when the state but when the states it when the well, states involved. I think involved, it's unfair for the multitude of parents to be single parents and they're primarily women, and a lot of them all right. know that, 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 hold on. I just wanted to point out something good. And he addressed, and I hate to be defending him, but he's not always wrong. And he addressed, and uh, supposed to be making a movie about how the lack of having fathers in the home and oh. and, and, and and the results we see. Oh, and all of us can agree with, and all of us should be agree with that on different break. levels. Give me a break, I mean, you make no, it and, and I understand how you feel. You're so disgusted by his other message, as am I, that you can't that you can't separate some of the different things that he says. Whatever, no, whatever he's me. done. All right, listen. I disagree with the most of the time, and I tell him that. But what he's done is he's touched a chord with. A large part, a large group of black people that think like him, and a whole lot of racist whites. And they, not only has he touched the cord, he's touched their purse strings. Yes, that's they what he did. him money yeah. just to be sending him money. We're Republicans. <laughs> yeah, but what, what Tommy that's does what is very dangerous. <laughs> he helps to perpetuate racist stereotypes against Tommy our too. people. Yeah. When I hear that's Tommy true. talk, he, he really does us a a disability doesn't play us in a positive way. So which I almost not say. Answer the, the question, Sarge. Liberals do are Sarge, what is a liberal? The question, Sarge. What is a liberal? Like, you know, I'm really curious. I really am. If no, any you, of you, you think yeah. anything they do is dangerous Sarge. and Who or disruptive. Answer the question, Sarge. Who is a Sarge. liberal? What does Thank liberal you. mean? Uh, liberals, progressive, racial identity, mongers, cultural Marxists, people of belief. I don't know how liberal has anything to do with... And pitting <laughs> racial groups against one another. 
Now, describe I don't know how liberal or conservative has anything to do with uh, that. Uh, okay, let me say it again. Liberals, for the most part, they're not quite as bad as progressives. Progressives aren't quite as bad as cultural Marxists, but they're on the same side of the spectrum. God, you haven't answered the question. Exactly. All right, well, the question repeated I mean, because we don't know. Saj, you what have was repeated the question, I may have missed the question was describe what a liberal is. What you have done is given us proper nouns as though that's all a right, description. All right, all no. right. All right. Let, let me explain to you what a modern-day liberal is. Now, I'm a classical <laughs> liberal. Uh, I, I'm not a modern-day liberal. Modern-day liberals have perverted the word liberal just like they perverted the word gay. Give the definition. Oh, a liberal is not what it once meant. But to answer your question, because I always like to answer questions, a modern-day liberal in the modern-day sense is a person who believes in things that are identified as being on the leftward side of the spectrum. For instance, abortion, quote, rights, unquote, homosexual marriage, uh, things of that nature. Uh, 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 racial preferences in affirmative action. Things that can be properly learned. You, you keep, you keep instituting race. You know, you, you're, sorry. 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 you're complicating it. You're complicating it. No, uh, I'm a not liberal, uh, a li- let me make it simple. You complicated with too many words. Question, but but you're using too many words, Sarge. Then ask me and I will elucidate first. Uh, you know, how about, how about this right. definition? How about this definition? A liberal is more concerned about things that affect people than profits of corporations. Okay, that's your definition. I don't agree with it. <laughs> All right, I mean, no, no, that, that's a definition. That's a, that's okay, a simpler that's a definition. definition. of which I do not agree. <laughs> we know you don't. Uh, so you don't okay, it. so I said what mine but, was. I said liberals tend to believe in things that are socialistic. But no, you, you, you gave a five-minute description. You got to find a simpler definition. You want to tell me what it is of which I do. No, I'm not telling you what it is. I'm telling you, my mother was a liberal. Let me tell you, my mother was a my mother was a far left liberal. Political spectrum. And I was That's not a five minute description. Well, it was a long description. That's what it was concerned. It was one sentence, sir. The one that carried the concise is not part of your makeup. They don't care nothing about him. Concise, not well. Do you have uh, holes in your walls. Do you punch holes in the walls of your house. And, a, and, a, and, a, and an adjective. I mean, what do you hey, want? Hey, so, Saj, can I tell you that you dis liberals, but then you came along and said you are a type of liberal, didn't you? Yeah, I'm a classical liberal, sir. And I, 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 oh, I want something that is out of favor these days. Almost no what one is a knows classical what a classical liberal. liberal is. Tell us what a classical liberal is. <laughs> classical liberal is what the founding fathers were. They took the philosophy of Hume and Burke and others like Aristotle, Socrates. They believe in individual rights and liberty. Sarge is a liberal like Joseph Stalin. Uh, okay, whatever you say, sir. And you're, and He's you're a Joseph Stalin type of liberal. Like he would execute right people before they're convicted of a crime mm-hmm. while, champion, while championing the values uh, of, of hard work and how the workers should rise. Are we going to call him well, James can here? I, can I, I said Joseph Stalin. I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare you to those other two. Uh, sir, uh, I, and I just compared you because Adolf Hitler was a liberal. He was a lefty. He was a leftist. He was a national we socialist. Don't care. So, I told you, not in our company. We don't want to hear that. 
You're reading out of that book. I mean, you know, look, if you don't want to have a debate, fine. If you just want to call I me a Stalinist, that's yeah, pretty nice. How, how, how is Hitler a liberal? A classical liberal believes in civil <laughs> liberties and political freedom with representative democracy, freedom. like the you framers can't... of the Constitution. Hold on. You were executed if you were thought to say anything bad about Hitler. Uh, you so swore. How do, I, how do I advocate things German like that? Citizens swore, speech, German citizens swore oath of allegiance to sir, Hitler. He's a dictator. Speech, not less. He's a dictator. He's not a liberal. I mean, that is the antithesis of what I believe. And you're just simply going to say that I believe in that sort of a thing? And that makes it so? No, I think you're more like Joseph Stalin. Beasley, okay, let me ask you a question. Like Beasley, let me ask you a question. Or immediate bullet in the back of your head in the basement of Lubyanka if you said anything that disputed the party line. Where do you think the term Soviet came from? Attention, Sergeant. I have a question. What type of liberal was Hitler? No, no, Sergeant. Sergeant, Sergeant, I'm a commander. Hold on. What type of liberal was Hitler? A classical liberal, a conservative liberal, uh, he an was economic a liberal, or socialist? Look at the word in the title. Socialism, oh God, that means nothing. Government programs he of the book. That's what the Nazis implemented, was government program after government program. They sounded like Democrats. Rhetoric, rhetoric, rhetoric. Uh, no, they like Democrats. Because you don't know anything about Nazi Germany except <laughs> something about, about armbands and Jews uh, and straight uh, uh, Beyond that, you are utterly sorry. ignorant of the third right. Did you hear this? How ignorant you are? We are having a conversation, not a debate. Uh, uh, Madam, I, I, I just stated so. Yeah. In fact, you I will go over a list of the socialist programs of the National Socialists, of which you probably know nothing. Sorry, Saj, what is a left wing? Versus the right wing. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. That's a left wing. That's a left wing. Uh, it comes from the uh, French Revolution. Yeah, where the revolutionaries and the Robespierres were sitting on the left side of the aisle, on the left. and the monarchists okay. and the royalists were sitting on the right side of, of the aisle. Great. But over the years, it has come to mean That's people who are revolutionary in bent as opposed to those who are more conservative. You're mostly correct, but you still didn't answer the question. You're telling okay, me where they sat. Okay, what do I need to say? So why don't you tell well, me you, Saj, I'm telling you what. If I ask you a question and ask you to describe what a term means, it doesn't mean they sat on the left or the right. Correct. If the people sitting on the left, what was their belief system, damn it? I just said the people no. – no. the origin of the term were people who wanted to conserve the monarchy and the royalists. Who are on the side of not the head of Louis the Sixteenth? The other ones who were one like Robespierre and Danton and the committees of public safety who are implementing a totalitarian and revolutionary state. And which one was on the left? Uh, uh, Robespierre, Danton, and the committees on public safety. And what did they do? No, believe? the the the, one, the ones that were in the far left were in the Bastille. Okay, uh, okay, that's oh, wrong. That's putting a finer point on it. Oh, look, I'm trying to get to the origin of the Hold on, Bisley, he's wrong? He don't even know the left from the right. If you know, then maybe I don't know. Oh, my goodness. You tell me. No, I don't know. The ones that were in the left in France were in the Bastille. 
That's why they had the field day when they toppled the French when they toppled when they toppled the French monarchy. What is the point? And you know what? Because the point is, can I tell him the point? He wants to know the point. The point is, you call point. people names and you don't even know what you're talking about. You yes, don't know left from your right. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. Sarge, you don't get it. Sarge, Sarge, the reason why the people in France have revolted. And a conservative, and a classical liberal, and a modern liberal, and, and you don't, and you don't listen very well. You and you know what? And you don't. Let's charge this discussion. Charge, you don't listen very well because then you would appreciate the nuance. There was no left. There was no left in the monarchy in France. They put everybody in jail or cut their heads off. That's why the people revolted. Quite easily, because I've got nothing more than a high school GED. That don't have nothing to do with it. No, on a field to pay. Don't appeal to pay. My poultry education. I'll tell you what. And all I got to say is you better bring your lunch. Let's no, 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 no. You are what I call a knowledgeable hack. All right, whatever. Then see, now your name calling you come because you got nothing else. No, no, no I'm not going to fall for it. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's not an insult. Sorry, that's not an insult. That's not an insult. I'm a knowledgeable. description. Now let's have the discussion and let's see who's the hack and who don't know. Sorry, sorry. That's all I am is a knowledgeable hack. Okay, well, fine, then. You, you define yourself. Don't define me. I want to hear a discussion. I, 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 and I just want to know what. I know that you're not. Nonsense. All right, you're a more knowledgeable hack than I am. How about that? Right. Well, we'll He's right. with you. He's a liberal. All right. He's a leftist. Yeah, all right. Liberal. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I think we done went to the left too far now. <laughs> so what we going to do, we going to slow it down a little bit, slow it down a little bit. All right, I placed everybody on um, mute for a moment. Uh, it's 4.30, 16.30 my time. So it's about time since I have so many of you on the line, and then I know y'all got some last words, and you can be take a minute. So we're going to go ahead and get that started right now. All right, and we're going to start with Brother Hotel. You're up first, sir, your last words. Hey, brother, thank you. It's just so important for us to critique each other. If we call each other a name, we can all say to each other, hey, what does A mean? What does B mean? And if we don't know, what the hell are we saying? Thank you, folks. Let's save our people. Love you all. Ciao. All right. Thank you, sir. You are absolutely correct. All right. You have a great weekend. Miss Lady, you're next. Miss Lady, are you there? Okay, she may have stepped away. All right, moving right along. All right, Mays, you're up. Yes, Mr. Talker said, I mean, following those people that follow uh, Jim Jones to Guyana should be enough for people to not be following people. And all that money they had and all of that stuff that they did, look what they followed them and went into. So that's why it's hard for me to follow people. And then if, and if they got to cheat you by uh, taking money and doing all of this, they're not there for the community. They're going behind the closed door and taking the money at night and making it seem like they have, they have to restore the community. That's what I think. So you have a good Friday. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Maisie. <laughs> you have a great week. <laughs> All right. Next up, Sarge. Yeah, I like- 
like to note that Jim Jones was another Marxist Pied Piper who led people to destruction and doom the way leftists and Pied Pipers always do. That's what they do. They're like termites in the body politic. They are ultimately utterly destructive, and almost nothing they ever implement works out right. Just to say that you ought to take note of it and to study history. Is that it? Yeah. Jim Jones was another Marxist. <laughs> okay. Jim Jones was another nut. That's what he was. He called it Marxist, socialist, whatever. He was a nut. But people that follow nuts. All right. Have a good weekend, Sarge. All right, Beasley, you're up next. I, 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 I live for this. You know, when I didn't participate... You know, I didn't have people to talk to on this type of level with this type of, you know, vitriol and vibrancy that we put into this. But Jim Jones was a Christian minister who was probably mentally ill and also a heroin addict. I don't know that he was a Marxist. Um, no, the, the, the debate is spirited and wonderful. I'm glad we got to talk about the conscious community. It seems like those of us with a couple of years on know bullshit when we hear when we hear bullshit and smell bullshit, and most of us are able to call it out for what it is. These dudes are for profit; they're doing their thing, and the only thing that's going to be affected is the minds. And uh, and you know it's gonna it's gonna turn a lot of these young people cynical, and maybe they should be because it's a it's a rough world. Hmm. All right, you're absolutely correct once again. Well, thank All you, right. Mr. Beasley. I eat the bishop. No, I'm just a joke. Go ahead. That, that, that was a joke. <laughs> I was going to move into that community and get my. I like it. They can do it. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Be you are you are considerate. Be no, reverent. Okay. Talk. <laughs> you don't want it. No. No. All right. Not at all. All right. Just all a right. thought. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, the beautiful Sister Ngoni. Hey, Mr. Talk. Great show as always. And I enjoyed the conversation. And uh, have a great weekend. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I've said enough this evening. And I thought Jim Jones was a CIA asset, but I was just reading that maybe that's not true. So I don't know what he was. Maybe you're right. He was a nut. Oh, yes, yes, I think so. But, hey, who knows? All right. Well, thank you, Sister Ngoni. You have a great weekend as well. All right, y'all. Great show. Great show. I'm telling you, I, I loved it. I loved it. You know, great conversation. And, um, you know, every time I do a show, I learn just a little bit more, and that's great. You know, this thing about this conscious community, uh, you know, I'm still up in the air about it. You know, I think sometimes... There's good and bad in it. I guess it depends on the way you dissect it and look at it. I know some some of the brothers and sisters out there really mean well. And like in everything else, you got the other ones just there for the profit. So my suggestion is to, hey, be careful. <laughs> be careful. Because some of them out there to get you, and if you, you let them, they will take you to the bank. All right. Now. Before I get out of here, I want to talk about one thing, and I almost forgot about this. Um, earlier this week, former Washington Redskins quarterback Joe Theismann, um, I guess he, how can I put it? 
he basically said some bad things about the San Francisco 49ers' decision to um, give Colin Kaepernick an award called the Inspirational and Courageous Player Award. And um, the prize is described as the team's most prestigious honor. Its recipient is decided by the players, by the players now. Um, If you remember, Kaepernick was the one who started kneeling during the national anthem, and it started a national debate. Um, as his way of protesting racial injustice uh, and police brutality. Now, Thiesman said, because the team ended up with a 2-14 record during the season, what had Kaepernick inspired? And he said, everybody has the right to express their opinion, but not in the workplace. And he also called for the NFL to adopt a policy requiring players to stand for attention. Now, here's my take on this. What Colin Company did didn't have anything to do with what was going on on the football field, i.e., although professional athletes, in my opinion, can be considered modern-day slaves, okay, because they're under contract. They can't do nothing without the owner's approval. We already know that. And when it comes to ads and what they do on the off-time hours, so we ain't going to get into that. But what we are going to get into is – Colin Kaepernick, he took a stance on something um, that is not hidden, is very prominent, and we talked about um, cases like that all year long. And he brought it to the forefront in a league that is 95, 96% African American. Of course, Joe Theismann is a white quarterback. He played in the 70s and 80s, somewhere up in there. And he really wasn't that good. He just had a good team around him. You know, but that goes to show that anytime you out there trying doing good, there's always someone that's going to try and, and, and knock you back, you know, say negative things about you. But I applaud Kaepernick, and I applaud the players on this team because it took a lot for them, for them to actually give him this award. All the trouble that this man went through when he started this kneeling and actually – more of his teammates started kneeling with him, and it moved It moved not only through the NFL, but through the country as a whole. I applaud this man. And Joe Theismann, stick to doing whatever you're doing, because in this instance, you are dead wrong. And that's going to do it for me today, y'all. I just had to get that out. All right. Um, we'll be back here Monday and <laughs> do the same thing all over again. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we may talk about the Project Blue Stream. I, I, I kind of got to look into that a little bit more. But anyway, it's going to be a good one, whatever we decide to do. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man. You can laugh at yourself, everything else is just groovy, all right? So we're going to take you out of here today with some whispers, rock steady, you know, because in this world, you got to be able to be a rock, baby. Every now and then you need to rock a little bit, but remain steady, and you can always find your way to the end, all right? So y'all be good, man. It's been fun. See y'all Monday. I'm out.
Mm-hmm. <laughs>